0: everybody welcome back to core this is core episode 407 for february 29th 2024 oh it, yeah we're on we're a leap day today we're recording on that's cool right yeah
2: yeah so it's, it's a day that doesn't exist three times that's right four
0: years i don't even know i was, we we're doing this on tms we think we've only ever recorded a show on three of these in the 12 years we've done the show whoa mm. yeah maybe two but we think three Special uh, day. Special yeah. Day. So yeah. CORE core finally had its moment on a on a bonus day that shouldn't exist. And happy birthday to everybody born on this weird day. Uh, may those jokes last your whole life. Uh, anyway, we're going to get. Yeah, they, they <laughs> absolutely will. They will. I'm excited because this is Dune week. We got Dune on Friday. Well, it opens Thursday, but some people have already seen it. Some special showings and stuff. Uh, the reviews oh, are real shit. good. Uh, freaking Dune part two, baby. It'll be out on Fridays. That's when I'm seeing it. And um, I haven't been to a theater in a long time because I just don't care for them. But uh, this is an exception I'll make. And I will uh, let you guys know what I think. But I can't wait for this weekend. Dune Part 2. I keep hearing it. Where I
3: remind everybody that I have yet to see or read anything oh, Dune-related ever. Man, you didn't see the first one? I didn't see the first one. I didn't see the
2: original Dune. I didn't I mean, see I thought about part, one that, one the the part one of this part two. Mm. I mean, even... Yeah, I'm I haven't read the modern one. Yeah, the modern
0: one. Um, and the fact that it was on, you know, went straight to streaming because it was smack dab in the pandemic. I I figured that would be a thing you would have caught, but uh, but no, John is a virgin to the dune. Part of it, I think, is because you just hate sand and you hate <laughs> deserts. Yeah, and there's a lot of that. Anakin
3: Skywalker over yeah. here just doesn't like sand.
0: <laughs> I think that's your main issue, but um. It's already reviewing extremely well. Rotten Tomatoes has it at uh, 222 reviews, 95%. Uh, I fully expect to enjoy this. Somebody, somebody, who was it? Oh, um, Christopher Nolan said that it's Denise Villeneuve's uh, Empire Strikes Back in terms of how significant it is. That's that good as a middle piece if they end up doing three. That made me very excited. Um, Yeah, so Canadian director finally hitting it big, Bo. What do you think of that? It's exciting. Well,
2: I'm sure he's not the first Indian director. <laughs> <to> Hollywood. <laughs> 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 There's probably no been a few people in Hollywood.
4: <laughs> it's, it's but, only one.
2: Um, but the yeah, he's a great film director. I liked everything he's made. So, and the first Dune was good. I and I'm watching a trailer now for the second one. And I'm like, yeah, it looks. Even, it does look better. Even the trailer looks like. Oh shit! There's more better stuff.
0: Yeah, man. If you're really doing three of these, your middle bit's always got to be your strong bit. And uh, if they do yeah, Dune, if they do Dune Messiah, which is the second book, right? That's a weird effing book. It's real. I don't know how you can do that. i only
2: just read Dune. I never got to the rest of the books. I just read Dune. Dune
0: Messiah. I did. I don't remember if I did whatever was third. I read some of the kit, the Sun Herbert Junior stuff, and I I didn't get very far in it. Um, I mean that first book is just. All-time banger, right? But mm. Dune Messiah is weird. But I believe in Denise Villeneuve, or do you say his name. I think he could do it. Uh, by the way, top three Canadian directors. Do you have a guess? I'll just tell you what these are if you don't know. I have a, a list here. Uh, according to this, well, I'll give you the top ten. James H. White. He's known uh-huh. for the, the Little Reb. I don't know what that is. Something in '96. Uh, Norman McLaren. Um, let's see. Known but, for car manufacturer. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Wolf Koenig. Uh, Pierre Perron. Don Owen. Gilles Gereau. These guys are all the... I guess you're getting some some uh, Quebecian. I
2: don't know any of these. What about Atom Egoyan? He's got to be on there. Uh, I told you there was only one.
0: I don't see. Alan King. Not the Not the comedian. Arthur Hiller. Oh, Arthur Hiller. Uh, I think I know that name. Uh, maybe not. Uh, you know what? I'm already down to 17. And I don't recognize a damn person in this. Uh, seems like a bad list. Is, is it from a Canadian website? No, it <laughs> <I,
3: laughs> seems like Canadian propaganda.
0: Ooh, you know, I Canadian. found a guy named Roger Spottywood. That's cool. Cool. <laughs> Whoa. You,
2: you, you definitely don't want Spottywood. <laughs> <laughs> no.
0: Um. And then uh, for some reason, Rick Moranis, <laughs> Mick, Rick Moranis, and Dave Thomas are on here. I don't know if they.
3: The Wendy's guy.
0: No, Dave Thomas, the actor who played Doug McKenzie, with oh. him. <laughs> <laughs> Not Dave Thomas, the Wendy's founder. No,
3: like some of those Wendy's commercials were okay. Did he direct them?
2: They're I mean, no. It's the oh, best I oh, can I tell. Think, but I think probably those guys directed their some their movies. Oh, I their
0: own stuff. Yeah, probably. Yeah,
2: but no, David Cronenberg. Oh, here's Cronenberg. No, Cronenberg. I, I think, found yeah. him.
0: Cronenberg's at 33. That seems too low.
2: What? 33. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, the guy who made Eastern Promises and 500 other movies. Yeah, that's oh. third. But it's An- 30 something. Another one. Over, I like over fl- the guy who made McLaren's.
0: At 43, we got Ivan Reitman, uh, director of Ghostbusters. And there
2: you go. Animal 30. House. And... Ivan Reitman is that low on the list? Yeah, this where, sucks. Where this, list this, sucks. List. This, this list sucks. This list dude. sucks,
0: dude. Or maybe, uh, you know what? I shouldn't say that because maybe Canadians love this list. James Cameron. All right, James oh, he's Cameron. A
3: Canadian and he's upset. Yes, James, James, James
0: Cameron, Cameron is the most money-making director of all time. 53 on here, on this list. Yeah, this list is shit.
2: Like, I mean, it's not about who's critic. Is it critically best movies by some critic? Because then I understand, like, this guy's movies are the best, not mainstream James Cameron bullshit. But, yeah, like, yeah. if you're talking about, like, names people recognize, like, yeah. <laughs> why are the ones we recognize so low? It's it really weird.
0: Sense. Yeah, even Jason Reitman's way too low on this. Like, all these... Uh-huh. Yeah, I, uh Denise Villeneuve, 84? Dude! Yeah. Is it just in chronological order? No, there... Uh, well...
3: <laughs> What's the order here?
0: Now that you say that, let me just double check. Uh-huh. Um... Well, John might be onto something.
2: Is it, which site is it? Is it from IMDb?
0: <laughs> you That's might, you guys, know what? It is IMDb. What? And I think John might be onto something because these guys are a bunch of unknowns. And then you get into just the ones we know, but it's about the time their career. Po- you know what? It is chronological no, this, shit. This,
2: this is a list made by some user, Minilex. Yeah, which they don't know anything, it's do they? It's not, you know, I mean, it's their top 10. Yeah. And if, if I go to Pantheon.world, whatever the hell that site is. <laughs> Pantheon.world. They lost the top, lost we the to top 10 Pantheon most legendary Canadian them. film directors of all time. <laughs> One is James Cameron. Yeah. Apparently, he has an HPI of 69.441. I don't know what the hell that what is. What the hell is an HPI? <laughs> HPI? This is how they're ranking it. Yeah, hit, HPI. Hits second. per... Investment. Pittsburgh Investment. I like that. David Cronenberg. Three is Denny Literally, the three we mentioned are the top three. That's how it and should be. You know. I don't know who Edward Dimitrick is, but apparently he's very famous, and he made The Kane Mutiny. This is the 1940s director. I don't know. Yeah, that's when Jack everybody Let- got sick of Michael Caine movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jack Warner. He worked on The there Jazz you know. Singer. Oh, well, Jazz Singer was big. And it's time. Yeah, I guess. That was Norman a big Jewison? Whip. Oh, that's a name that's familiar. Jewison? Um, yeah, I think he's a musical guy. Like uh it's Or not, not fam- just that. Thomas Crown Affair, Jesus Christ Superstar, Rollerball, Fist, Justice for All, Social oh. Story, Hurricane. Oh, okay. Since Cincinnati kid. Ooh, Hurricane was uh, good. I like that movie. Dennis Arcand. Yeah. Arcand made uh More of a a Denis Arcant. He's a French, he's a French Canadian film director. So probably, uh, you know, (laughs) Decline of the American Empire in '86, Jesus (laughs) in Montreal, French Canadian. It's a real uh, glass half-empty thing, there, John, that you got for that director. (laughs) Yeah,
3: sorry, it's just my, it's my nature. (laughs) Yeah, someone called Jean -Jean Marc Vallée
2: who made uh, Les Fleurs Magiques, and Les Mots Magiques. Never saw it. Stereotype. I'm sure they're amazing. uh, the Blacklist, apparently, is the one he made, too. Oh, with uh, James Spader. Oh, the show? Yeah, uh, I like The Blacklist. No, it's a 95 <laughs> film.
3: No, nothing I say is real. None I'm th- just yeah. saying things to see Scott's
0: reaction. It's all horse oh, poop. Oh, he
2: it's... did um, Valley's Next Films, the American Drum, was Dallas Buyers Club.
0: Oh, all right. Wild. That was a big deal, that movie. Yeah. No, that won people Oscars and stuff. That was a big whoop. All yeah. right, well, we've redeemed so. the list. It's all better now.
2: Yeah. No Denise world, Don't ever change. You guys are great.
0: Yeah, you guys are awesome, whoever you are. Whatever the hell that's like. The The dot dot .world Pantheon domain.
3: Pantheon.world.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, I man. HPI measurements. Yeah. I tried to find a .scot the other day. That's They don't have that yet. It's not a thing. But I do think there's a dot .john do, domain, mainline domain. Really?
2: Yeah. And people, there's just no standards for lists. Like, I just clicked on another one, and it's like, got the oh, usual yeah. ones. No, but like Maybe I'm that's looking at what, what
3: Pantheon World like, is trying to change only the best lists oh, curated okay. lists. Yeah, this
2: is what they're saying because I'm like they put Neil Blomkamp in this list. Oh Blomkamp, like, yeah, he's a South African dash Canadian director. I was like, I didn't know he had. Oh, Canadian yeah, name. I knew it was South African. I didn't know about Canada. I don't. I don't know. If he's a hybrid dual citizen
0: kind mm. of deal. You want a sweetie? You, you want a sweetie? That's what I always think of in uh, District Nine <laughs> when he's talking to the little the little alien kid and he's going, "Sweetie, you <laughs> want a sweetie?" Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> every time that movie comes up, that's what I think. All right, well, that's been fun. Let's talk about layoffs. <laughs> what a uh, transition. Yeah, yeah, hell of a transition. <laughs> Let's talk about layoffs. Want a <laughs> sweetie? Want a <laughs>
4: sweetie?
2: <laughs> you want a sweetie? I just like ramping uh, music for layoffs. It's layoffs. Layoff time. <laughs> well, so yes. Fun.
0: Even uh, we so could have done this. That's, that's a little more layoffy.
2: That's that's what the boardroom looks like when they, they lay off people. Yep, <laughs> they do people's jobs, and then the music plays and goes objective complete. Yep, they put them in <laughs> little uh, workers.
0: They put them in little tubes, <laughs> <laughs> little bullet tubes, send them down to the planet. It's brilliant. Well, anyway, uh, we are going to talk about this. So a while back, we kind of thought the worst of it had happened with the Microsoft nineteen hundred people uh, spread across Blizzard and Activision and all that stuff. I kind of thought that would be the peak. But apparently this industry has more people to shed uh, just month, <laughs> month, months after the best year they have on record, which again, to many will make zero sense. But anyway, Sony, Electronic yeah, that's Arts. That's also the reason, but. That's know, true. Yes. Yeah. When you, to,
3: that's to the logical thing. people you go, that's, that doesn't make sense. And to business people, they go, well, yeah, of course.
0: Yeah. No, you don't have your greatest success and then expect happen twice. You have to like lay people off to look like you kept making money. And that's kind of what this is. It's a lot of shareholder bullshit. But anyway, Sony Electronic Arts.
2: Three months later. That's That's right. And
0: they will. You're probably right. They'll probably mass hire people back when they need it for whatever thing it is. I hate it. The whole thing sucks. They need to unionize the whole damn thing. We'll get to all that in a second. But it's not just Sony, not just EA, but a bunch of smaller studios. There's some consolidation going on. There are a few studios that are trying to jump out on their own, including. Gearbox, who used to be independent, they are currently part of the Embracer group. They're trying to get out of that now and be indie again. Uh,
3: I wonder why. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder why anybody might want to be out of the Embracer group.
0: Yeah, weird, right? They're embracing nothing. Um. Anyway, so and this means a lot of cancellations, which is why I wanted to kind of hit this early in the show. Because the game cancellations are at least different than just more downtrodden news about people losing their jobs, which is, you know, important and sucks and all of that. And we'll acknowledge those things. But, um, there's a, there's a point where you're just sort of wallowing in the same kind of news over and over. And I don't, I don't think we want to be in the business of doing that. So we'll look at it a little bit more from a, from a top down view here. Um, the Sony news happened on the 27th. Sony interactive entertainment announced it was laying off 900 employees across its worldwide studios. And this is several studios known for big stuff. First party studios, like the last of us developer, naughty dog, uh, Spider-Man's, uh, insomniac got hit with some of these, uh, the horizon games, gorilla games, uh, they got hit and the co-developer who helped make call the mountain, the VR game bow, uh, fire, fire sprite, I believe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All affected by these job cuts. Um, and, and then on top of all these like individual layoffs across these companies, or these studios, Sony announced it would be shutting down their London studio entirely. So Sony London is just gone or will be when this all happens. Uh, they are responsible for the SingStar Sing Star series. And they were working on some fantasy game set in London. That was some co-op multiplayer deal. We don't know what that is. This is also the team or some of them were responsible for an unannounced twisted metal game and that got canned. So whatever that was going to be, toast. The word is it was like a live service, like Battle Royale car fighting game, which as much as I'm sick of live service games, I kind of wanted that one.
2: So the whole London studio got shut down? Yeah. Poof. Gone. <laughs> Their website's still up. PlayStation yeah. London studio. And it says like. Come like work a, here. To hire people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do they have a jobs you link? That always team. makes me laugh. Oh my God. This is terrible. This yeah. Is like.
0: Whenever these people have a jobs link after a massive like shutdown. It always
2: makes me go, no one thought about this before. You got to go do your web work. Well, that's why I asked um, if they shut down the entire studio because the site's still live. Like, did, did no one shut, they fired the people that could take care of the website. You know what I mean? Like, why is it still up?
0: Their claim is they're, well, the, the, the claim is that they're, sh- it's just done. They're just shut, shuttering it. And it doesn't sound like a lot was going on. If this was the SingStar people, I mean, how many SingStar games a well, year about yeah, lately? But- and,
2: they probably get told what to make. It's not their fault. Like,
0: oh no, I don't blame them at all. But this, yeah, I can like, see why Sing Sony's kind
3: of a, a
2: good property. And
3: I, I don't think that group was full of people that were like, you know what? I really got into video games to make Sing Star. Mm-mm. Like, but like, yeah.
2: I guess what's <laughs> just horrifying mean. is if you go to this site, like it's full of workers, like really happy to work for PlayStation. Like, oh, they're stoked. There's yeah. people smiling and like, yeah, it's just. Like more so than most gaming websites that I've seen, it's like it's about the people. There's people having lunch, eating, talking. They look like they're having a great time.
0: Mm. At PlayStation London, John, you're you're a twisted metal fan. Are you? Yeah. A little sad that there's no big twisted metal game happening now, even though they never announced um,
4: it. But.
3: I mean, I don't know. Like it's one of those things where it's it's tricky. It feels like for every hell divers 2 there's a bunch of like weird trend chasing you know capitalize on a brand name nostalgia plays that yeah. are just there to grab money and like who knows what who knows what this twisted metal game was going to be like i feel bad for the people that are losing their job like it, it sucks that it sucks that the higher ups in industries um in business it feels like they are all just playing hot potato but when the music stops and you're caught holding the potato instead of being kicked out of the game they give you a couple million dollars and the chance to keep playing if you want
4: Mm. yeah you know what i mean
3: like and then on the back end of that are a bunch of people going what are we gonna do we just bought a house what are we gonna do we you know how are we gonna feed the kids you know my job paid well because you know, this industry, I didn't work for Blizzard and this industry pays pretty well. Now, what are we going to figure out? Like, you know, uh, we've we've talked about that altogether. The The thing that I'll try and be hopeful, because, again, it just gets into this doom and gloom about jobs. Yeah. Um. I will say this. I think a lot of companies these days really thrive and have thrived for a long time on the backs of game development and working in the games industry seems like a dream job. And you get a lot of people that are very excited to be a part of that and very willing to put up with some stuff that they shouldn't have to put up with just to get their foot in the door, because it's a competitive industry and it's a sought-after industry. And I think that by shining a light on layoffs when they happen and making a big deal over it when it happens, I think you start to ground the people that are going into the industry to have a better understanding of what they're getting into. And instead of people going there going like, oh, it's going to be a dream job. Just, you know, yes to everything. Sign the contracts. Put me in. Like, I'm, I'm just lucky to be here. Do whatever you want to me. I think we're starting to hopefully see um, a more savvy, you know, work base within video game companies that will hold these companies and these businesses more accountable. But again, like, the real change has to come at the top. And yeah. I, I stand by my analogy. It is, it is a system that rewards failure. And when, a, when the system rewards failure, there's no incentive to make things better for the people below you. Yeah, Because why, why not why just go you? until you fail? Yeah. Who cares? You walk away fine and richer for it.
0: Yeah. It's a, it also seems to be pretty exclusive to the publicly traded developers and yeah. publishers where you don't hear this about Valve. Now, Valve doesn't have to be as public about what they do. Um, and that's its own issue. But uh, as far as I know, they haven't been racked with layoffs. Of course they're not, you know, they're mostly running Steam is what they do these days. But um there are other examples of this though, where uh even in the case of Gearbox, they're trying to be independent. They're trying to not be shut down or laid off. They're trying to just get out and say, Let's just do this on our own again. We don't need we don't need the industry. We can make a, you know, a Borderlands game and and we can fund ourselves like we used to do it. I, I do think there's a general attitude of getting away from that kind of consolidation, which is kind of hilarious because we're just now back on the other side of a giant, of the biggest acquisition in the history of this business, maybe of all technology ever, which was the Activision King Blizzard acquisition. And I, I like a lot of people, had a lot of, a lot of really utopian hopes about that buyout, that it meant a going a, a, to be a smoother sale it meant more you know solid ground for people to feel comfortable in and know that the money was there and they didn't have to stress about every penny and that sort of thing but that, this just proves that's not the case either so yeah. so i don't know maybe this is maybe you're right you know it's a little like the blizzard stuff where we kind of had to over the last few years sort of wake up and move away from the myth of it as even players let alone people who work there and and see it for what it is, which is a big machine that needs to make money and doesn't care about your feelings really. And, and, and that, maybe that's good in the end because the desire to build an organization like that and have people like that who believe in that and have those values and want the place to succeed, but also the people involved are, are key to that. And without them, that's nothing like that kind of, I'd love to see that culture have a big resurgence. That'd be wonderful. But it almost like it has to get shitty before it can't or before it can. If that but makes yeah, sense? Yeah. Cause
3: there has to be some ramifications for the people with the money. Yeah. You know, yeah. like that's the thing, the people that are, uh, that are, and you know, we're using the term developers in a very broad sense here. You right. know, w- when you look at the developers, um, when these things happen, they get royally screwed by this. Yeah. Like, it hits them really, really hard. Um, it it changes lives. People are forced into different careers, especially because they all have a tendency to happen at the same time. Like, before, uh, like, if you go back years in game development, the way it tended to work, like, before games as a service... Typically, what would happen is a video game company would put out a video game and then just fire everybody like and that wasn't good, but it wasn't all at once because it wasn't based around your, you know, quarterly earnings. Uh, you know, it was like, oh, well, we launched the game. There's no sense in having people here because we're not making a new game yet. Get rid of them. That wasn't good. Now we're in kind of this weird different area where they want to keep people all the time. But then it's like, oh, sorry, we're not gonna be profitable, you know, this quarter. Better just lay off a bunch of people. And then every company does that, especially after such a big boom because of COVID and all that, where everybody saw massive growth. Like, and now everybody's looking for jobs at the exact same time. Yeah, that's bad. That's super bad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, because you've got almost universal across the board we're not hiring, and almost universal across the board we're firing people. And it's just absolutely, um, is, I would hate that. And I do hope that eventually this can get solved, whether that is through, you know, unions forming or, you know, if things get bad enough, like, eventually the business will dry up. I don't really want that. I, you know, I, I don't really want to go through another video game crash.
0: No, um, especially after a year where it was the opposite of crashing. The very yeah. polar opposite of it all this really comes down to is people are going well how do the next few quarters look oh there's a little bit of a dip fine hi- fire people like that's that's where we're at this industry's not going anywhere it's like 52 billion dollars a year whatever revenue number it's more than that now whatever it is so it's an insane thing it's the biggest wing of of entertainment uh the the amount of money music and television and tv make combined is still less than video games so it isn't going anywhere it's just it's just got to get better and not shit. It's got to like improve or, or something. And I know not not everybody can be independent. Not everybody can be by themselves. We have a we have a listener in the chat right now who just got laid off this week. He's a he's a lay He's a dev that just got laid off. I mean, it's affecting more and more people. People we know, people that are part of this community. It just seems just hideous. My daughter, you know, got a degree to work in video games. She can't get hired right now. There's just. Nothing available, especially for like junior people, people who are you know just trying to strike out, and veterans, uh, you know, also have their own issues. But it's just so shitty right now, and this isn't but that even-
3: also keeps people really hungry. And again, it goes back to that whole like that is a situation that you know higher ups will thrive on. If you are hungry for a position, how often did we hear that? I mean, I make jokes about it now, but how often did we hear about Blizzard paying significantly lower than what those jobs at other companies would pay for clout? Yes, but you get to work for Blizzard. That's the kind of shit that comes out when you think you have prestige and you have people hungry enough to buy into it.
0: Yeah. And I guess they did, or at least the impression that they did, or else people wouldn't have. That makes me even madder at Blizzard, because it's one thing it's one thing to just no longer be that that list of core values in a general sense, but it's a whole nother thing to be to find out that they kind of used that to just take advantage of people. You know? Whether they knew they were collectively doing that or not. Of course they did. They were it was Blizzard. Everybody wanted to work at Blizzard, and it's like, well, we can only pay a third or what everyone else gets. That's fine, it's Blizzard. I'm, uh, you know it's perfect whatever but that stuff's going away you can't count on that now you know if i was if i was looking for a job in the games business i don't think i'd i don't think i'd apply at blizzard that sounds crazy to say given our history but i don't That's think great. i would uh both thoughts feelings i know you've you know we've we've gone through a lot of this before <laughs> as far as layoff stuff but anything you want to
2: add um, in there well i i, I well the discussion was going on, I did reach out to uh, PlayStation London because they said (laughs) to send an email if they were interested in looking for jobs, so yeah, I just sent an email saying, "Are you guys hiring?" Like, <laughs> <laughs> did they?
4: Did you? You didn't get
2: an like immediate bounce back or anything, did you? Uh, you know? No, no, I'm still waiting for a response. Uh, it's only been a okay. few minutes. Uh, they, it's over <laughs> we'll here in check England, in so with you throughout the show. Well, mm-hmm. I don't Does think, think I'll get one today. If, um, is it daytime in the United Kingdom right now? I don't,
0: mm. London? I don't know. I thought maybe but, you'd get um, something automated saying we're
2: currently not hiring. Or, no, you know. no, but like you know, if you didn't hear the news, you could be. The site doesn't, really like, you know, don't apply. Like, we're shutting down. There's not there's none of that going on on the website. So. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, it's just the same old stuff. Like, it it does seem like, I think, I just, I thought a lot about the, sorry, if this is a little arrogant or, not arrogant, but, you know, just self. It's all right. You'll get Whatever. Some. I've thought a lot about my yeah. joke. I made a good joke last week. Yeah about Nvidia and how they're the third biggest company in the world and they're not dumb and make video games <laughs> even though they're a video game company they don't <laughs> do something like stupid and money losing like making actual video games. Yeah. That's why that's why they're winning and the rest of you guys have to do what you have to do. I mean, I'm sure they have layoffs too really, but I mean, it is a highly volatile product, right? Mm-hmm. You know, it's it, it doesn't excuse things, but it is like it's very easy, I think, probably within these um, companies to create panic. Yeah. You know, I just, with all uh, the sky is falling down news about oh, sure. this game we've spent four years working on is now going to be a turd because no one's into whatever we're making now or, you know.
0: Yeah, and these long dev cycles, like, you kind of get screwed into that. Like, even if even had the, uh, the, the Twisted Metal Battle Royale thing come out, yeah. There would have been part of us going, well, geez, what took you guys so long? This is like already a kind of a dead genre. It's already oversaturated. What are you doing? And it's because, well, they started it freaking 10 years ago or however long it takes now to get anything done. So that's a whole other problem. Um, but also one thing I, th- I I haven't really thought about, 2023 was full of like bangers, like games we're never going to forget. Baldur's Gate 3 is, an, is a good example. And that seems like, plays like, and is by all accounts – what I would call a triple a game by my definitions, but it's not kind of from industry definitions. It's a, no. it's an independent team. Larian is beholden to no one, but themselves, uh, with a license they took very good care of and didn't have to answer to anybody really on it, except, you know, some basic stuff for with, with license use. But for the most part, that's their story. Uh, hell divers to pay
3: for that license that's the other thing just right. worth noting they had to pay for the rights to be a D game you would think with all their success and attention they've brought to the product D would have been courting them but it is the other way around Other they way around for that privilege
0: exactly and the same thing can be said about i mean hell divers isn't using an ip it's their own thing but hell divers is this example of a smaller team hitting hard with a thing that worked really well. Now they had some Sony money, some Sony investment money. Um, But for the most part, they're not, they're not owned by Sony. They're just kind of partnered with them. Um, If there's one equalizing factor to all of this though, that I really like, (laughs) this is stupid, but whatever, I'll say it anyway. In the, in the shadow of Microsoft's slash Activision's big 1900 people, 1300 people, whatever it was getting laid off. Um, I, there were a lot of Sony fanboys that wouldn't shut up about it. This wasn't happening at Sony. You'll notice this only happened at Microsoft. Remember it was like part of their, it was, f- it was part of the little fun box well, of weapons. Yeah. And now yeah. you got Sony doing the exact same thing. And it's with some similar numbers. And I don't know why those people are so quiet now, but I guess what I'm saying is good opportunity, everyone to not pick sides in a battle that you don't actually have a, a skin in and, don't throw all your loyalty yeah. behind companies who don't give a shit about their people. Like, expect better than this. And they probably make,
2: don't think they're wrong, anyways. They probably have some other story cooked up about why it makes sense for it to happen to Sony. Or that's not true. For Xbox. Or it's probably Microsoft's fault. It's yeah. It's, it's not, you know, like, <laughs> yeah, those kinds of people do not have not don't have their thinking no.
0: hats on. They're barely like, worth making mentioning, and that's why I don't uh, know why. Yeah, I did.
2: but I mean, it it it, it, it is. A big part of online discourse. People who listen are going to see it and be exposed to it. And it is nice to remind people that these people are operating on no facts, no professional experience in the industry. Yeah. <laughs> like just their personal feelings and flag waving over their favorite corporation. Their favorite but, block um, of plastic.
0: Yeah. Um, EA also reduced their fi- uh, their employees by 5%. That's about 700 employees. That happened on Wednesday. It is EA's second mass layoff in 12 months. They did 800 jobs back in March, so it's a significant number over a year. Uh, In an email sent to employee CEO, Andrew Wilson, gave the usual spiel about how it's meant to make EA more efficient and cost-effective. Quote, we are streamlining our company operations to deliver deeper, more connected experiences for fans everywhere that build community, shape culture, and grow fandom. Whatever, dude. Wow. Um games like Grow res- Fandom <laughs> <laughs> Growth or games like uh, the respawn Star Wars first person shooter they're working on, canned. Done. Not happening.
2: It's it's talk like that though, that is like so enraging. The Grow Fandom thing. It's like you just make something cool and people like your shit. As a couple like not that we're again, I'm bragging about myself, but we talked about Daryl Dungeons beforehand. Yeah. We just played the game. People like it. We didn't we weren't like All right, listen, we need to role play so that it grows fandom. Like, how do you grow (laughs) fandom? Like, how do you make people like? Apparently, you fire a bunch of people.
3: It really helps grow fandom. Really great. Yeah. 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 Cost people their jobs and livelihood. And people are like, man, that's a company I can get behind. What a day.
0: Yeah, it really builds community, shapes culture, and builds fandom. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I wonder what the Critical Role guys would say about how they shaped culture for D&D. Like, do they, is it, is it like sculpting? Like, can you text Liam and just be like, do you like shape it with your hands and be like, (laughs) you know, and like tickle it a little underneath and Mm -hmm. then, you know. Is that how we shape culture, Wilson at EA? Yeah idiot and i don't even i (laughs) (laughs) actually big dumb moron
0: i would i'll take andrew wilson over the last guy but he's no better than any of them they're all
2: just like i'm just it's that corporate speak that stuff sucks yeah and that's what makes it worse that's the salt in the wound you fire a bunch of people and like we're trying to shape culture and grow fandom and this is like okay just fire people i'd rather they high five and fire people that way i could be even more angry at them yeah you know like hell diver style that's why i had to laugh about it because i'm like that's what you're really thinking. You're in that boardroom going like we did good. Yeah. We
0: did that quarter's gonna look way today. better because we don't have to pay it was a, a, these millions of dollars in, in in salaries. It was a hard
2: day in the trenches, but there's a war, son. It's a for war for video games, and people don't understand why we gotta get bloody to fight it, but
0: that music going the whole time is exactly. all of it. Yeah, yep.
2: exactly. That's the truth.
0: Yeah, it does feel like like that's it. I I, I would just say that I, there are no games without talented individuals working
2: in offices that aren't the CEOs. <clears throat> Um, uh, we, I, we try not to personally attack or be a drama like show, right? But I'm, I just, I'm, I'm getting like, when you start firing people and start saying that you're shaping culture and growing fandom, like you are an idiot. I'm sorry, but you, nobody, nobody who makes anything cool talks that way. I'm sorry.
0: No, and I'm sure nobody. it's you know, it's it's a team of PR people who didn't lose their jobs, by the way, uh, who are all saying, well, you've got to, you know, you have to say these things. These are positive statements. You can't Don't
3: tell them that you grow fandom.
0: Yeah. The- <laughs> It's not legal in your state. You can't grow fandom there. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> and don't try to grow fandom in secret. They can tell by how much electricity you're using. So yeah, I put you know. some tin
3: foil over my windows because I'm too busy growing fandom in here.
0: That's right. I can smell. <laughs> I can smell the fandom on John when I when we visit. When we hang out. I can smell it. Uh, well, anyway, I'm a little sad about the Star Wars game, but also i don't know i like respawn i think they would have done something rad but we didn't know much about it so i guess i can't be that disappointed could have been neat though and uh if you guys want a good running list of this for the for good or for ill for all of their problems kotaku has a really good list running where they just are adding 2024 layoffs to this giant list and it's kind of gross right now i think we're somewhere in the pushing 10,000 people let go this year already um in this industry alone And uh, they have a list up there, which you can go find and read all about the tiny ones. There's plenty of little ones too. And they're even tracking like tiny studios that let one guy go. And who knows why he, you know, he, he shit on the top of the toilet or something. I don't know, but it could have been anything.
3: (laughs) I mean, like, yeah, if you hire a guy and he can't figure out how toilets work. Yeah. That's, He's got other problems he needs to take care of before he worries about his work. We
0: had a guy. Okay, I'll tell you this quick story. We had this guy at this company I worked at. <laughs> no,
2: he worked. Oh, no. sweet, quick story time. <laughs> he was
0: this guy. This guy worked in the warehouse. So he was like pulling stuff off shelves and taking a forklift around and doing that kind of thing, and it was yeah. fine. He had a whole team of people, ten people back there or something. And somebody did something to piss him off. He's very quiet, hardly ever said a word. Had a really funny mustache, but never talked. Just sat
2: there. <laughs> Wait.
0: i like the mustache. he just had a weird mustache i thought anyway he was always so quiet and the really quiet ones always i'm always just a little i always have a little suspect and i try not to judge but there's something about him i just never felt right anyway very few interactions with me and him directly but this one day somebody did something to piss him off and he proceeded to go all around the warehouse and pee on pee on everything just peeing on everything yeah just whipped it out, would pee all over a pallet full of some product or whatever, and then go up front and pee on somebody's computer. And was I don't know where he was getting all of his pee from, but he had a lot of pee, and he was doing this all over the place. And so they, of course, fired him, went to his house later, brought him his last check. Said, please do not come on the premises again. Here's the check. You know, did all or the or pee or pee. Don't ever pee on us again.
3: No bodily fluids of any kind. Yeah. I mean, what, <laughs>
0: I wonder what
2: happened. Maybe he had a good reason for. Well, not so when you hear <laughs> the when what? you <laughs>
3: there were little fires and it was the only <laughs> thing I could think to do.
4: <laughs> like what's well, No, this good I mean maybe. Reason?
2: I mean, you know, his good reason might be that they, you know, some they insulted his somebody or something bad happened. (laughs) Well, wait till you
0: hear the end of this because then you're going to be like, Oh, okay. Well, they probably did the right right. thing. So all of this happens. We think it's behind us. We don't think about it anymore. We get a newspaper article that somebody sends us from New York. This is months later, like three months later. And in this article, it says local Poughkeepsie person, whatever man uh, stopped in Las Vegas Uh, for a regular traffic stop cop gets suspicious because he smells something weird, opens the trunk and finds this driver's dead uh, roommate in the trunk, all wrapped up in tape. And then the guy driving is this
1: dude that peed
0: on everything in the warehouse. Uh, So we were just like, Holy shit. He's some kind of like serial killer, weirdo, whatever. And um, yeah, it turns out he got in a, he got in a disagreement. Another one of these like small disagreements with his roommate, Beat the roommate to death, put him in a trunk, tried to drive across the country and get rid of the body somewhere in Nevada, and uh, and we couldn't believe it. We're just okay. like, what? He's definitely the problem?" And then that but day, you
4: guys, we got, got
3: off light with p Then, like, yeah, I'd be like, oh, "Man, I know, right?" Pee.
0: That's what I was saying to them. I'm like, "You guys realize how lucky we got? That was nothing." Um, but when you took the check over there, you're lucky you didn't I don't know got you on the scene or something. But, but the weird thing about that article, it comes out and then immediately that day we get like. 20 phone calls from newspaper, television, national, local reporters all want to come out there and interview us and talk about this guy who killed this dude. And my accountant go, the account of the company goes, we'll not be doing that. Nobody's saying anything. Just don't talk. You know, in fact, take the day off. No one's answering their phones today. So we just kind of took the day off and nobody did anything. And that was the end of that. So what I'm saying he's is saying, don't no, trust... No,
3: this story has to be told. And then he said, like, take the day off. And I went, that doesn't need to be told that bad. Just don't just
0: trust out. anyone with a mustache who's quiet. That's the lesson. If you're really quiet and you have a big old, like, 70s-ass mustache, just don't talk
3: Be anymore. careful, Scott, because if any quiet listeners with mustaches hear it, <laughs> they're going to be upset that yeah, you targeted them. <laughs> and by your own logic...
0: Yeah.
2: Well, they're perfectly good, reasonable people that are just going to have a complex now that they you know look like a killer yeah i mean bo yeah. if you
0: shaved right now and had short hair and then shaved everything except the mustache part of what you're growing there you that that was his mustache that's what he had it was it, just like it yours be it be a look yeah but you'd never be able to talk you had to be real quiet and just sit there <laughs> and then kill a guy I, so yeah i don't know. think that that's not me no i don't think it's in you i don't I think don't. you have it you? <laughs> i
4: was
3: like ah, wait it no
0: yeah not me. <laughs> well, <laughs> I thought about it. but it happened in poughkeepsie which i don't think is that far i don't know where poughkeepsie is it's in up, upstate new york <laughs> right it's in new york so it's a just outside and out of i mean you are i mean you're in the zone is what i'm saying this this act happened while you were i'm on the to, eastern seaboard <laughs> yeah and this would have been uh, 2003 or four know. what were you doing in 04
4: uh, well, they caught the guy, Scott. I li-
2: yeah. I lived in Kingston. <laughs> it wasn't Ontario. Let, me, let me
3: get to the bottom of this for you, Scott. It wasn't <laughs> Bo. They caught the guy. No, just I just want to answer like, the
2: question, though, because, you know, yeah. this reveals some bow lore. I was in, lived in Kingston, Ontario. Yeah. And I was a student at Queen's University studying uh, theater. Oh, well, that's right. Doing the Mad David Mamet work and all that business you were doing then. Well, yeah. Yeah, well, that was one of the jobs. I had three jobs, I think, in 2004. I worked at Gap. Yeah. I worked at, I was um, props manager at the part-time at the university. Okay. And I worked front of house at the Princess Court Theater. Goodness. Except they never paid me, so they let me use the theater for my own productions outside of the university. And so I got to, like, use the pool of students to like put on shows cause they all want experience. It was fun. It was great. It's a great time. I miss those. Do you have video or anything like old photos? Of uh, I do have a video of uh, the, we put on Oleana. Um, Oleana. And, uh, and I have, I have it on like super VHS. I got to convert it. I did like live stream it, I think at one point, but like it's not converted to video. If I should convert it and show it to you. What is Oleana sounds like a, um, the nipple. It's a play by David Mamet. Oh, it's a movie a play. starring Bill Macy and uh, is Karen Eisenstadt. I can't remember her name. Uh, but yeah, there's a, there's a movie version. You all should right. watch mine. All right. We've all learned something,
0: and I can't wait to see your production of Areola. Alright, moving on. <laughs>
2: yep, Areola, that's it.
0: Areola. Uh, so that's it for all that. It all sucks, but also now you know what games you're not going to get to play ever, including, uh, well, maybe not ever, but Twisted Metals uh, on permanent hold, and so is uh, Respawn Star Wars game, Untitled Star Wars game, which I was looking forward to. And we were even talking about a Star Wars shooter today, one of us played. We'll get to all that. Yep. Yeah, we are. In fact, we'll get to that now. All right, games we played this week uh, together and uh, uh, apart, but also shared. We played Helldivers 2 because Helldivers 2 is rad, and why not? Would you not want to be playing Helldivers 2? Um, some crazy stuff happened this week with that, too. They showed some stuff got leaked where they showed some mechs and other vehicles and stuff that uh, apparently you'll be able to call down and get inside of and rampage around, at least temporarily, in some sort of giant mech. That's pretty cool. Uh, we don't know much else about it. The leaks are just leaks, but, um, we'll, we'll see what happens. And also we found out there's one dude who works at, (laughs) at the company whose whole job is to be basically be a DM over the game. He's like a, a dungeon master game manager guy. Let's see. What's his name? Uh, Joel.
4: Uh, Joel, <laughs> he works there.
0: <laughs> Air, uh, Arrowhead CEO said Joel's our game master, and he just he's just a dude who is a real person who spends all day like making shit happen in games. And it may, and they didn't get into super detail here, but it sounds like maybe he could make things happen. Like if if the robots were overwhelming somebody, he could slow that down, or he could up the ante with the robots, or he could throw down a giant spider for no reason just to see how people react it sounds like that kind of
3: well there was also some story stuff there was a planet that people really liked um that fell to i believe the automatons yeah um and it that got a lot of memes uh over the over the week when that planet fell to uh, automaton control. So yeah, yeah. Um, that sort of stuff, that sort of organic storytelling is uh, happening as well. And I think maybe Joel is behind some of that too. <laughs> like, yeah. ah, they're going to lose this planet. They're, it's going to be gone.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: Um, I think that stuff is, is cool. I think that's another awesome layer on hell divers too. The game is so good. Like I, I genuinely have a hard time, like playing something other than Helldivers. And I just keep so. going back to this thought. This is the thing I can't stop thinking about. What would our show look like right now? What would our gaming experience look like right now? If hell divers two had come out console exclusive and oh. I don't necessarily even just mean Sony. Cause there's going to be people that say, um, you know, you're not, you're trying to drag Sony or something. I mean, any console. Well, there's me again.
4: Uh, (laughs) this
0: is two me's like Nintendo Uh, like uh, any console any console sure
3: yeah I think this game has benefited so much from being multi-platform and it's one of the best video game experiences I think after 2023 I think a lot of us were like "Eh, maybe it's gonna be a kind of light it's a building year for video games we'll see where it goes And I've had so much fun with this game. I'm still not sick of it. I still get just as pumped landing on a planet. I'm still finding new ways to have fun with it. Um, It's genuinely shocking how refreshing each run still feels, even though you're kind of doing the same thing. Yeah. And uh, uh, I love it. And knowing more content's coming for it, I'm so excited because it's just going to keep making it better. Like Helldivers yeah. Two is so good.
0: We had a really good week. They they essentially solved server problems uh, for the most part, and I didn't have any major. My biggest problem was my own schedule, so it was hard for me to get in when you guys were playing. But when I did get in with randos, I did have one weird experience where I got booted because they didn't like my loadout. Um, there's a little bit of a meta thing going on where if you don't have a certain loadout, people will just kick you right out. Even on even on eh. middling difficulties or whatever. It's not that big a deal. I, you just get right I back in. I say
3: take that for a, a, a good thing and go, eh, I didn't want to play with those people anyway.
0: Yeah, I just don't want it to be a prevailing cultural community thing around the no, game. But. And,
3: well, I mean, this is how you fight it. If you team up with somebody that criticizes or talks about your loadout, you quit and you only let those people play with each other. Yeah, but don't you drop deny it. them your presence.
0: What you do, though, is you drop a... Is right before you leave, you drop the biggest area of effect uh, orbital strike you you have in your arsenal yeah, on absolutely. top of them, and then leave. Yeah. That's what you do. Yeah, yeah. 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 that's the rule. Nuke rules. then leave. Yeah, um, this so game turns out though is a hell of a thing. And Bo, I, I assume you're going to echo these thoughts.
2: Uh, well, I mean, I want to talk about the game master thing because I'm like really in admiration that they did this. I've had thoughts when like composing my own version of PlanetSide that maybe it'll one day get made. Who knows (laughs) that, that actually having a director on, in a persistent world, um, coordinate, you know, having a toolkit of events and content that they could implement based on, you know, just like you'd run D and D game, right? Like, um, the, 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 the small idea of this was the AI director in left for dead and how those kinds of games have, as part of their design the levels respond to the actions of the players right like right. someone pulls off too far while well, the game's gonna spawn somebody to go mess with them because you shouldn't wander off alone like it's rather than it be a level and here are the monsters and where they're located the game's looking from an ai perspective to create that dynamically but in a This is not a persistent world, so I'm actually shocked to find there's a game director here, but there is a persistence in that global map objective, right? Right. So, cause you look, one of the things that sort of shocked me with the game, like there's so many sectors and they're so far away from earth. Like, are we just pwning the shit out of it? Cause like I expect (laughs) super earth to be under attack from all directions, like it to be really in the middle, so I'm pretty sure, you know, as a good DM, we're going to be losing a lot of territory. I think you got to lose before you get victories. And, uh, it's great that they have one of those that makes me more enticed for the game because that means your experience is going to stay fresh An AI cannot compete with a human, uh, for novelty, uh, and unpredictableness, uh, in, in the gaming space. That's why TTRPGs, even though they're, you know, not played on computers, uh, they're played low tech on paper and with your imagination, Right. they can never, a video game can never rival it because you have to program in the possibilities, which is a huge, takes a ton of work and the imagination can do it in seconds. Right. Um, so, so having someone in there to bridge that gap a little bit, to say, we've prepared a lot of different things that's to me like the pathway to keep playing your dumb, not dumb, but your game as a service, like all these companies trying to innovate on the idea of a game as a service. Well, there's a reason why PVP games remain novel all the time. It's the human factor. You don't know how the next set of opponents are going to behave, what strategies they're going to employ, what weaknesses of theirs are going to exploit as you observe their tendencies. And in a PVE space, you just need a human behind there to do things that you can't, you know, that you can't quite predict. And this is like an out, like that's why, that's why it's like, Oh, I'm a big fan of this company. They're thinking about these things. It might not be perfect or the best, but it's absolutely amazing that they have someone in there messing with people because that's going to keep people playing even and,
0: the, the ceo has this quote where he says there may have been some sudden moments where maybe one planet was too easy or one was too hard and joel had to get up in the middle of the night and take care of it i mean that's awesome <laughs>
2: right yeah i mean i want that joe it sounds amazing like to you know just like oh the players oh the players are optimizing bill like that whole thing you're talking about i hope they're talking about that and go like listen there's a meta like Okay, let's make their, let's, let's invalidate the meta. Like, you know, the game director is going to be like, actually, the Terminids develop new tech. That means, uh, rail guns bounce back the bullets and kill the user. Uh, so, so it, you know what I mean? That's why metas gets, that's why metas make games stale because they're like, oh, we have to wait till the next balance and new content. But if you have a live game director going, oh, a meta, you say, um, you know, <laughs> I'm going to immediately destroy your meta, which is what you can do in D&D. If people are meta gaming, you can just throw, you can be like, oh, they they believe there's going to be a lot of petrification in this dungeon. and They've gone hard on petrification spells. Well, I'm going to make it so that um, because it requires verbal components to cast a spell that uh, there's a lot of gas in this dungeon and they can't speak easily. So there's an extra challenge involved in just poning the place or something like there's a lot of ways that you can make things interesting and harder and break up metas so quickly with this. And I'm just excited to see what more is done with this, uh, game director thing. Cause I think more games should have it. It also, also
3: sounds like it might feed into the arms race. That is mechs coming down the line, right? Like yeah, you can yeah. see there being an arrogance to like, well, look at uh, look at how well we're fighting a war on two fronts, and we're we're doing so good. And ah, uh, we got all the tools we need. Uh oh, we're losing space. Uh oh, that you know there could be another faction coming. There's rumors of like a like a fish people is what I heard um, people yeah, talking about. That's the rumor. Um, like all of a sudden, our tactics and our methods aren't working the way they used to. Or there's another front to be fought. Now, instead of just going, you know, like ah, we got the best soldiers, we got the hell divers, we got this cover. Now they have to go. Oh man, we got to develop some shit. We gotta. We got. We need new weapons if we're gonna actually win this thing. And uh, I think that that is gonna be a fun narrative to be a part of as the game goes forward.
0: Right. There's a great quote in here too, where they say, "The war effort." To your point, the war, the war effort isn't an aimless battle to fill up percentage bars but a constant clash with Joel as he tries to keep up with our keep keep us on our toes is how we put it. <laughs> I just That's like the central the central role of Joel and whoever it may be that either joins Joel or replaces Joel or Joel's there forever. I have a new perspective on the game because of Joel. Um this concept that and they're very, that they're very open and transparent about that there is this personal touch happening. It's the very thing I feel like is missing from a lot of games and games discussion especially around these layoffs and canceled projects it's a lot of just filler and chasing trend and often trace chasing those trends too late like we see a lot of that happening very impersonal stuff this is Repetitive like the opposite content. of that right this is personal yeah. this is joel and he's there and he might be a <laughs> he might be a godlike character to, to us in some ways but there's something reassuring about that. All this AI talk and all this like automated this and that, and the other there's Joel
2: doing Joel work. Yeah, He should, he, they should have it so that Joel does like uh every few days does like um drops where he like has messages, like, you know, like a D and D would role play like a villain, right? Like you have the DM you'd, your <laughs> <Yeah>. enemies. I've <laughs> got. I've got new minions for you to destroy. <laughs> I'll keep you busy while I steal all the money. Yeah. And um, having <laughs> having somebody there on a daily basis as part of the live service to customize that message that reacts to player tendencies is would be irreplaceable, right? Right. Like you, yeah. you, you can't you know how do you duplicate it, that i don't that's the like, only yeah it's the first instance of having a live performer as part of the game right like if you think of film versus theater you watch a film it's always the same 120 minutes but a theater performance five nights a week monday show might is not the same as tuesday show even mm-hmm. if it's small micro variabilities different vibe different audience maybe a mis- different mistakes at different points um and and so having someone there to do that live service is is just an interesting not regression, but like yeah. turning back that not only is this the game, but we have a live performer. Yeah, and it's not and that, less that's it doesn't value make it for money. Yeah, it doesn't you make
0: know? it feel like less of a problem or less like it's you could go, well, that's just we can't find the tech to make that work, so it's kind of a failure to have to go back to have human hands involved. I don't see it that way at all. I see it as like acknowledging the value in that. Like there's value in it. It, The other stuff's cool. Don't get me wrong. Like a bunch of shit happening in that very game is not possible without many decades of iterative technology to get us where we're at. So I can see explosions look that cool. Like I'm not saying throw that all out. I'm saying you find a place where Joel is the answer and you make it happen. It's just, it's, I love it. I absolutely freaking love it. All praise Joel. All hail Joel, Joel McHale. Wait, that doesn't work. Uh, Dr. Tolbert <laughs> Doctor Tolbert in the chat says, so this is a Joel playing game? Get it? Like role playing game? Joel yeah. playing game. Oh, nice, yeah. nice, nice, yeah, nice. I like that. Thank you, Jerry.
3: Well, they've got such a great venue for showcasing all this stuff, too, because your ship comes with a TV. They can keep you up to date on all the cool <laughs> yeah, happening. Like,
2: That's what I mean. It should be. They should do New General Brash. Like, it's Monday, you know, February 29th. Uh, brash General techniques. Brash, yeah. And the Brash update is the damn Terminids have taken over a mecha 2b prime, and uh, so send your best freedom fighters to that location and uh, liberate you know, just like personalized messages that mm-hmm. like you can't pre record. Like, it's like Monday morning, my job as the dungeon master of the game is to come in, record a few lines, and they'll throw up a video, you know, like the like, low effort and accomplishable. But gives you a personal touch, kind of like how podcasting started, at least in video games, right? Like even in Planetside, there was a free radio, you know, like instance back in the day Mm. felt like a connection to the live game, a radio show for the game that talked about current events. It's almost played a role as a peripheral character in, in, in a persistent world Yeah, and you could implement this directly in game by talking to your community and responding very much to what they're doing. That keeps people coming back. And even if you didn't know, even if
0: you're just a casual player, you would feel the difference whether you knew it or not. You would feel this like
2: curation, right? Like this is a, the idea about the dream of persistent world games. And this one I think counts because of things like this is that it feels like a you know fake real world that you can get lost in that becomes like a second life. Oh, no. I just oh, shit. A second life. Oh, shit. Oh, no, no. Flying penises. Yeah. What are we going to do? Yeah.
4: Yeah.
0: Uh, well, anyway, we're still playing. It's great. We love it. We were supposed to play Tuesday and I had a dental thing and John's been busy with house stuff. We just couldn't make it happen, but we're going to try to play my guess is Tuesday we'll probably try to play this again yeah but I mean <laughs> we could play tonight another, yeah we'll see yeah. I mean if don't
2: I can have get... to do a three hour show we can do a you know two hour show people won't be that mad right you guys will stay subbed yeah
0: be, you know, let's cool. see we're at, <laughs> we're at an hour
2: 48 so goodbye
0: everybody it's been great uh we're now gonna go play a game not really uh we also uh played balal balatro is what I've been told is how it's pronounced balatro yeah balatro, balatro is what I was saying last week but John played Balatro or Balatro. Spite
2: bought this. This is a Spite purchase. It was a Spite
0: buy.
3: (laughs) A little bit. So, for those of you who may have missed last week, previously on Core, uh, Scott had nothing but just gushing praise for Balatro. Still
0: do. uh, Said
3: it was very good. Mm -hmm. Bo came in and said it was borderline the worst video game he ever played. That's not true. <laughs> no, that's not what he said. That's what everyone uh, heard. Let me, let, me, let me walk it back. I've gotten comments over the past week. Yeah. Bo said that uh, it just didn't click for him and wasn't really his thing. That's what he said. Yeah. Um. And I said, as a third party on this show that was interested, um, I, I said Scott trying to sell me on the game didn't quite work. I was a little nervous still, a little hesitant to buy it. After hearing Bo's review, uh, I it sold me on it, even though he was not complimenting the game. I, it convinced me to buy it. I bought the game. So it is the uh, it is the decision time. Bo already knows, though, because I, I spoiled it while oh, did, we were playing Helldivers
0: Oh, together. you told him? Okay, I'm curious. Uh, uh, I haven't but, heard this uh, at all. Scott
3: doesn't know. Yeah. I'll just tell you my current playtime in Bellatro and see if you can infer where my feelings on this game are. Yeah. From the... <clears throat> 15.3 hours I've played of <laughs> Bellatro
4: since I got it last week.
3: It doesn't sound like a lot, but it's actually a That's lot. That's a lot. Me. It's actually a lot, a lot for a week. Yeah. And I've, like, most of my time's been in Helldivers. Like, it isn't right. even my most played game. It might be yeah. my most played, but I feel like my attention has been on um, Helldivers 2. Like, that would be number one for me as far as attention, but I cannot get away from this game. This game is extremely fun, extremely satisfying, like, it absolutely, it scratches an itch I didn't know I had. Like, I just get in, um, I thought I was going to be bored with playing poker hands and, um, you know, like, dealing with regular playing cards, because... It's kind of just boring, it's not a very fun aesthetic,
0: yeah. It's just like, something you're used to. Your I, grandma I plays would with rather these have yeah.
3: fantasy characters and things like that. But I got in and was like, okay, the what it does is it gives you a quick and easy shorthand to understand these are the rules, and now let's get let's have fun breaking them. And mm-hmm. funny enough, that's what I always loved about Diablo 3 and its kind of loot system is you spend your entire time leveling up in Diablo 3. Learning the rules of Diablo 3. This is how it works. This is how a witch doctor works. This is how a uh, demon hunter works. You're, you're allowed to summon one little uh, ballista to help fight with you. You know, that's this is what you're allowed. And then you get to the end game, and then the end game is all about breaking it. This is the same principle. It's like you understand how to craft a poker hand, and what the poker hands are, and what the cards are, and what the card types are, and all of that. Now we're going to go through and break it in a very satisfying way to see how many uh how many points you can get mm-hmm. and if you can go crazy with it right and uh I've just been having having fun like you go in, you don't really know what you're gonna get, you're just playing stupid regular poker at first, and you're like, "All right, I'll get three hundred points, and the next thing you know you get a joker. You get a weird Arcana or something like that. Yeah. And all of a sudden you're like, okay,
0: yep. it's going to be weird. all
3: flushes all the time. <laughs> We're living in the <laughs> toilet, toilet dream, because this is going to be flushes for days. Yeah, And uh, you just go down this weird, you know, like build and hope that it works out. I've beaten runs twice now. Uh, I've complete gotten through a complete run where it then goes into endless mode.
0: Oh,
4: right. Um, yeah.
3: Got some really cool jokers that I was like, Oh, this is game breaking. And then of course the game does eventually find a way to go. No, it isn't. Mm. Um, and it, it's been fun. And like the first time I got to the end, the final boss of the final ante is what they call it. Um, the first time I got there, I was like, this is insurmountable because the the one I got was like the wall or whatever, like where it's just like its whole powers that it just has a super big amount of points that you need. Yeah, and I was like, I was feeling good because I was able to get like a hundred thousand points and over the course of all my hands, I was like, yeah. And then I got to the boss, and it's like, great, get three hundred thousand. <laughs> I was like, this game became impossible in <laughs> the last hand of the game. Yeah. And then shortly thereafter, I found a way to do it, and it was really, really satisfying. So, uh, I've just been, I've just been having fun, and it is, it is just the perfect size and pace and like focal, like fo- have the right focal requirements for me to put something on and enjoy it, and just do this in the background. Or um, the big one, this is the reason why I have 15 hours, when my son comes in and goes... Dad watch Cars in office? I go, "Yeah, buddy, we're going to watch Cars in office." Yeah. You sit right there. I'm putting on dumb YouTube videos and I'm going to sit here and play Bellatro because I can't do that with Helldivers because then I'm getting frustrated with him. I'm like, "We're fighting bugs, son. Yeah. I can't change video right now. We're fighting <laughs> bugs." Yeah. It's the perfect game for when he's like just chilling in the office with me and I can just play hands and you know as we talked about Loop Hero, I think I think you did Scott, you yeah. mentioned it's a lot like Loop Hero in that same regard. Like Loop Hero was a game that got a lot of time from me because when he was a little infant, he would just nap next to me, and yeah. I didn't know when he was going to wake up. It's like it's like playing games next to a ticking time bomb. You don't know when that thing's going to go off, yeah. and you need to be able to just drop what you're doing and go do something else, and this game's good for that. Loop Hero was great for that. It just falls right into that same niche for me. Yeah. And uh, as a result, it has seen a lot of play.
0: This thrills um, me to hear this because I needed some validation. I thought I was going crazy because I was sure last week I when I was playing this for the first time and loving it, I went, you know who's going to love this? Bo is going to freaking love this game. <laughs> like I was so sure of it. I had it in my head. And so when that happened, it was almost like, the world wasn't what I thought it was. It was just like a different world. And then, and then, when you said you were going to do this thing, I thought, well, okay, this will this this will tell me if it's me or not, if I'm the problem. Uh, and the game's obviously no, very popular. It's it doesn't, probably you know, me
2: based on the amount of feedback I, I've gotten on the subject this week, too. Yeah, which you know, like a lot of games, itself.
0: we've said it before, we'll say it again. Not every game's for everybody, and it's always interesting <laughs> to find out which is which is for who and why. But um, I mean, I played a thing this week that I really like and I didn't think I was going to at all. So, you know, we're always surprising ourselves, but I'm glad to hear it.
1: Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com/achieve today.
0: Oh, I was going to ask you this. When I said last week it it feels like the game that you would have is a mini game inside of like Hot, Hotline Miami. I don't know why I still feel this way, but there is a it feels like it's in that world and i think it's just the graphics it's just the a weird little scan bit like lines.
3: also the fact that like i don't know a joker talks to you and that's a little creepy and like am i insane like yeah. you know what is this world where the joker's like ha,
0: ha, yeah. how you doing bud
4: yeah it's and like, he's oh, kind oh, of a boy. dick
0: because when you lose he's always got something kind of rude to say it's like yeah. well i guess you didn't uh have what it took to you know or whatever it's like shut up man
3: Even when I won, even when I beat the stupid thing, all he had to say was like, ha ha, guess you weren't bluffing.
0: Yeah. All
3: right. I see what you did. I see what you
2: did, buddy.
0: (laughs) Uh, That's good. I'm glad to hear it. It's very, very good. I agree. And I've been playing it a ton as well. Uh, Not a lot to add because you kind of covered it all, but the strategies are sort of endless. It's part of its charm, I think, is there's? it's just never the same game. Yeah. uh,
3: Although I do have a bad habit of falling into trying to build the same decks. And it never works. Like, I will tell you this, don't fall into the trap. You like getting a flush might sound uh, easy and appealing. And there's some great ways to build around it. I've not been able to do a flush build. I've made a few that got me to the end of the game, but not for very long past it. Like they, there is a cap out on these things. Mm -hmm. You got, you can't be afraid to actually play some hands. Um, I, I get in there and for whatever reason, like, And here's my embarrassing, uh, I just said like, oh, it's all poker hands. So everybody knows what they're doing. Yeah. I didn't know what a flush was. (laughs) And I wasn't doing it for like the first multiple playthroughs of this game. And then my wife was watching me and she goes, oh, you got a flush. And I was like, no, I don't. And she goes, yes, you do. And I said, what are you talking about? And she's like, you have all hearts. You got five hearts right there. And I went, yeah, but they're not sequential. She goes, "That's a straight or a straight all flush." Hearts yeah, is a is a flush, and I went, "Oh!" And she goes, "What did you think a flush was?" I I don't know. I did. I guess I didn't really think about it, and now it's the only kind of like way that I want to play. Mm. I'm I'm just like because I have a joker that makes it to where it doesn't differentiate. Like it just all cards that are black are both spades and uh, clubs. Right. All cards that are red are diamonds and hearts, like yeah. it just recognizes them as the same. So if you have a gives bonuses on spades, it will give it whether it's a club or a spade and yeah. you can select any to get a flush and I'm like, "Oh, this is the most fun deck in the world to play." Yeah. But uh, apparently they knew that that would be a common now, if this tactic, really was. And it does not give a lot of points to go that route. Yeah. Just as
2: a little tip too if you find yourself playing real poker. Um, uh-huh. you'll it, when, you, when you're going for the flush, you'll want to make sure it's the nut flush. Nut flush? Explain. I must know more. What is the nut? The nut. <laughs> so the nuts is a poker term. When you have the nuts, it means you have the best hand. Okay. Like, mm. like even though you don't know the other cards, the other players, you know based on what is possible with the rest of the hand. Yeah. And what you have, you have the nuts. You have the best hand. So it's important... Not to act like you have the nuts, or else you won't induce anybody to, you know, give their money over to you, right? Right, they won't bet because they're gonna. You want to pretend you're you're weak when you're strong, but but it's always a good feeling when you're strong and you have someone on the hook still in the round with you, because then all you're doing is trying to extract value out of the other person. Yeah, Um, yeah, by laying trap and
0: looking weak. See, just listening um, you explain that makes me feel like you would like this game, but. I was wrong. I mean, See, I like
2: that poker. made me
3: think the <laughs> other way because everything Bo is talking about with like awe and reverence yeah. is not in this game.
0: Yeah, that's true. This game wow. doesn't give a shit about like, poker. Like by the everything way,
3: everything that yeah. Bo poker was poker just excited PvP. about is not in this game at all. Po- yeah.
2: so- poker is a PvP game, and this is a PVE game, and it just it doesn't.
0: That's true, but it also doesn't really give a shit about just- poker. In fact, they talked to the dev. No, it's a single no. single dev, and he said, "I don't even play poker." <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> you
4: know. He
0: goes. I don't know much about it. I know a few of the mechanics, and that's what's in the game to to build yeah, on a you, base mechanic. Yeah, I can but,
2: tell because in poker, like at least in uh, hold'em, you have to have five cards. When I found out I could put two pair in without a kicker, I was like, "This person doesn't know that much, that much about poker. <laughs> the Person who made this doesn't know that much about poker." Yeah. Like, you have to have five cards. I'm like, kickers yeah. don't matter. That's that's crazy. Uh, you have
3: to. I think that. I think that that, again, I'm not saying that if you didn't think this way, you would be fine with it. Again, everybody's going to have different tastes. Sure. But I think it is important to go into this game not going, oh, I'm going to play a poker game. I think poker is sort of a common language to quickly get you in the door to understanding the different game that this is.
4: And
2: to be fair, poker is not the only game that uses matching suits and pairs. Like there's, you know, I think in Canasta you're making, you know, pairs and rummy. Like there's all, hearts is a game, spades is a game. Sure, sure. Euchre, definitely the suits match. Like all card games have some element of matching. Cribbage is another Mm -hmm. one. There's flushes in cribbage. Like you can, you know, so it's, it's. That stuff is not unique to poker. It's like... No, but but poker's the most common
0: of them, though, right? Like, people are going to know
2: that more. Like, I I will know what a Royal Flush is. I guess poker is the most, like, televised, for sure. So maybe it's the most well-known card game at this juncture. But it's arguably one of the least interesting, like, mechanically card games. Because poker's just about, I have two hiding cards, and you have two hiding cards. Or some other number of hiding cards. If you're playing Omaha or whatever, Mm -hmm. guess my cards and let's bet. Like it's the interesting part is the human factor, the PVP, like mind reading, right? The actual mechanics of poker. It's, it's a kind of a baby game. Um, really?
0: Yeah. There's not much to it. Uh, And I think that's why the, I, that's why this game sings to me because they take those basics and that's in there. Those basics are there, but it's this Joker system and the and the tarot cards and all that that just make it insane. I mean, 150 Jokers with all the wacky shit they do. And I haven't even unlocked them all. I've only got probably. And
3: you can see some like really crazy build potentials in there. Because some of those Jokers, like there's one where it's just a Joker with a knife. Yeah. And it's like, this Joker will murder whatever Joker is next to it. But you get this out of it. And so it becomes this game of, like, well, I need to get more jokers constantly yeah. Yeah. to put next to this evil killer joker card that I have. There are ways to keep your jokers around, but like it's like I saw that card, and I was like, this doesn't work at all for what I have, but I can see the potential for a build down the line to make a really interesting, cool build off of this. Mm-hmm. um and and that's the thing that's exciting to me is seeing jokers that I might not necessarily use. But going ooh down the line i could build a deck around this sort of principle and make something really cool if i wanted to try for it
0: nice well team jagger johnson mm-hmm. t- this week on the uh, jagger johnson on this game johnson i would have said like on film sack we do gibbet uh team gibbet if me and Ibit agree so johnson Jagger
2: johnson was one of the top 10 canadian film directors but- <laughs> <laughs> sounds
0: like one yeah from that list of terrible directors <laughs> All right. I also played another card game that I uh, love and for very different reasons. Um, I think Bellatro takes a lot more of your... I mean, you, if you really want to go nuts, you just got to really think about the math that you're presenting yourself. So it's like, well, this joker mm-hmm. does this, the joker does that. So therefore, if I play two of these, then, okay, that's going to double and triple and then 30 times over again. I mean, there's a lot of that going on in Bellatro. If you wanted to just play some like really chill solitaire-like experience, then I got a game for you. This game is called Regency, uh, Regency Solitaire 2. And it is brand new. Just came out. The last Regency Solitaire game came out in 2015. It was very popular then. And um, this is the new one. And the best way I can describe this th- thematically is you're in a Jane Austen setting, it's in the 1800s. You're,
4: yeah, you're
0: dope,
2: dude. Yeah, I've I, played. I, I, look- the,
3: I, I can't help but laugh. I just want to make it clear. I've played the first Regency Solitaire. It yeah. is very good. Yeah. But Scott, I feel like has this impossible <laughs> task of talking about a game that sounds like the equivalent of watching like a stuffy British drama. Yeah. Yeah. And selling it like it's the coolest video game of all time. <laughs> down yeah.
0: Abbey's awesome dude. And he just Don't.
3: starts with, It's like you're in a Jane Austen book. Actually, I'm glad said laugh.
0: Down I'm glad you said Downton Abbey Bo, because there is that that vibe is well here. Like it is big time. In fact, I think that's yeah. on purpose. Um,
2: he's awesome. I've watched it like two or three times.
0: There's a lot of drama about, you know, who's courting who and I, well, if we're going to court, you must come to this new palace and do this shit. And there's a lot of this kind of stuff happening in the story. The story is optional in a way you can kind of just skip it. I don't recommend doing that because I think it's just kind of fun. Um, because there's mechanics that have to do with some of the story that happens and it's like, Oh, I need to put these flowers in this vase, but really it's just a mechanic to get these cards off of each other so I can see what's underneath them. um, It's solitaire, but it's that kind of elimination solitaire. A little bit like uh, Solitarica, honestly. There aren't RPG elements necessarily here, but there there is that that kind of solitaire where...
2: Trying to work through the deck. Yeah,
0: and it's laid out differently. It's not laid out just the way your regular solitaire is. It's, you know, creative. Tons of art, like all hand-drawn, really beautiful art on everything, including the cards, which they give you an option pretty early on. They're like, hey, do you not want our fancy character art on these cards because if so you can just do regular playing cards i'm like no i want your fancy art. and let's do what we got no, there. the
2: art's awesome i love the old elder statesman with the big horn mm. listening in his ear oh hell he yeah it, right? he's, he's great fives. he's great and then you build these rooms and these places
0: i did a garden first and then now they're showing a room but you have to like furnish places and you do that by unlocking like here's she's doing it with a lace fan that she can hold and then she's gonna get a new dress to wear and then there's gonna be a new furniture to put up. I mean, this stuff it all sounds like stuff my wife would watch on Britbox or something. <laughs> um, but <laughs> but it's mm-hmm. fun to unlock in the same way that, you know, if these were mech parts, I would also enjoy that. And it's fun to fill a room full of these things and then accomplish it and go to the next level and do a bunch of card games, listen to a little bit of story if you want to. Uh there's a normal and hard mode, and they're both uh you know, hard's obviously more challenging and there's a little bit more at stake. But it's just a fun little game, and I really highly recommend it. Um if you'd like
2: a casual card game where
0: you're just sort of chilling.
2: Cause- Apparently these guys also made a game called I Was a Teenage Exocolonist. Oh, really? Which is also a solitaire game, but sci-fi. Yeah, they also did a fantasy one.
0: Uh sorry, my wife brought by and she's very nice. She did something really nice for me. Um Aww. the uh sorry, the other one they did was like a fa- uh kind of a fantasy one. It's very similar except it didn't use playing cards, it used his own symbols and, and numbers and stuff, and I cannot remember the name of that game. Um shoot. Anyway, and this is like a very small team, um uh, super accessible on social media and stuff. I talked to him on Twitter here and there uh really nice guys and they and they're they're making something they're passionate about and i just really like it and respect it and i think the price is right and the the content's good it's clearly a labor of love and the only real requirement is you like a little solitaire with some unlockables if you have that you're in fat city so check it good. out Good,
3: and i'm gonna say chad's giving you a little hard time about this game and it should be in good fun because that's why i'm laughing it's in good fun
0: yeah this
3: game these games are cool Like, but it's just, it is the funniest thing to try and pitch
0: people. (laughs) It really is. You go from hell divers to this. It's just not an easy task. Okay.
3: (laughs) But but it's very good.
0: Yeah, it is very good. I highly recommend it. Uh, I also played a game pass game may as well. I pay for the damn thing. Right. So I fired up. All right. So days ago I said to our discord, I said, someone talked me out of trying tales of Arise. Cause it's this,
2: <laughs> nope, nobody did it's
0: this anime ass looking RPG, G RPG that everybody said was good, but it, you know, it just looked like it was not going to be great for some of the aesthetics I'm not into. And I just wasn't sure about it, but I kept getting more curious and I decided, well, it's on game pass. I just play it. It's no big deal. I don't have to spend the 40 bucks. I can just play it. So I did. I downloaded it, played it on my PC. And, uh, I really liked tales of arise despite mm-hmm. how effing cheesy it is. I'm just going to play you a little bit of cheesy from it. Here's some lines that I captured from it here recently. So here's one.
1: How's this for an answer? Go to hell.
0: Just very, you know, freaking out.
3: That, sounds, that seems fine. How's this for an answer? Go to hell. That's yeah. all right. All right. How about
0: this one? Here's Give me a, another one. Here's an, another an one. anime grunt off. Uh,
1: you. You're right. <laughs> I don't get you. <laughs>
0: So there's a lot of that. Um, here's a here's a real rude one.
1: Big talk for someone who can't even use astral arts.
0: Yeah, so it's that kind of stuff.
3: <laughs> Burn, Burn, got him.
0: Burn. Um, but it is a really good one of those, and it reminds me a little bit of um, Dragon Quest Eleven, the the more recent one. Um, in the way it plays now it's real time combat so it's not turn based like that but the world the overworld stuff and just sort of getting around and navigating in that it reminds me a whole lot of that game Uh, it's a little more self serious though than that and and to its credit that's actually why I think it's working for me thematically and story wise is because they are really taking themselves seriously and it's ridiculous it's over the top and just ridiculous and I'm and I like that I like when they take themselves seriously and then it comes off as silly um, this guy here, you hear him in all sorts of anime things. See if I can play his voice. Hold on. Here we go.
2: All I
1: know is Balsef must have his eye on you for a damn good reason.
0: And this bad guy's name is Balsef. Balsef like Joseph, <laughs> but with ball, <laughs> just a lot of dumb shit like that. And I'm really, really enjoying it. Um, and the other thing I like about it is it uses a real, real time combat system for the team combat, but it plays like the secret of mana games, and final fantasy 16 kind of though it's that kind of combat. So it's a lot of combos and high flying craziness and refilling bars and then ultimates that you can combo with each other. And I can take control of this girl I'm playing with, or she, or I can be the character I am if I want, or, uh, I can let the computer just kind of do it all if I want, if I'm just there for the story. Like they have all those kind of options game came out in like 2021. So it's a couple of years old now. And, uh, Bandai Namco joint. um I'm surprised how much I'm enjoying it. But is this a game I'm going to see through to the very end and get all the DLC? I don't know. Probably not. If I was to make a wild stab, but but uh it turns out Tale of Arise. I've never played any of the Tale series, so this is like part of a long running series from I think even the back in the '90s or at least like the PlayStation One or Two era or something.
3: Yeah, it's been around for a while for yeah. sure. And um, I think I played a Tales game on
0: gamecube at one point oh my gosh i think
3: it's even older than that but i'm pretty sure i did
0: yeah that one that yeah that sounds right to me um i like it though i think it's really good uh again for what it is i don't know what that when i say it, i don't know why i say it that way it doesn't need to be anything more than it is but it's just this fun thing the combat feels real good uh here's some video finally chat it it feels like a JRPG, but also modern a bunch of ways. Um I like the healing system, the item system's pretty good. Uh like I said, the real time combat's actually fun. Um yeah. I'm I'm gonna keep at it for a while. And there's no random encounters, which I appreciate. I'm not a fan of those. I like Are the levels to- linear or is it fairly open world? <laughs> um so far I'm I'm what five hours in or something? I think I'm still at a point where things are a little linear because I'm still sort of escaping this place that I was a slave. Oh, okay. Uh, um. But I. But from what I can tell, the rest of the world looks like things open up quite a bit. Um. And I. So. I, so I can't really say because I haven't gotten there yet. But it seems like it. Um. Heavy on story, obviously. Oh, it does this thing that's interesting. Um. Final Fantasy didn't do this with 16, but you. But other games do this, where some of the story is rendered in world. It's unreal, unreal, by the way. So it looks really nice. Very pretty. And in world, you're walking around, your characters are talking, interacting, you know, all fully voiced. And then suddenly it will change. Oh, you know, what reminds me. Yakuza does this where the Yakuza games will have a fully voiced, very dynamic scene that will then just immediately turn into, uh? and then it's just a bunch of words and you got to skip it. And the next guy goes, uh huh, mm. and then it's a bunch of words and then you skip it, and the next oh, guy Oh, yeah, yeah. Do you know yeah, what I'm saying? So there's yeah, some yeah. of that, yeah. and then there's also times where it's full-blown anime, like cell animation story. Um, and I can't remember it what that reminds me, reminds me of. That. you're
2: showing combat. It reminds me, how is it compared to something like Scarlet Nexus? Is it kind of that? Yeah, kind of that,
0: yeah. Nice. I liked that game, too. That was pretty cool. Yeah. Um, I almost grabbed that actually cause it's on sale right now. But anyway, I think there,
2: I like the whole, when you activate a buddy's uh, ability in that game, they just have like really fast animation, their face looking all cool and shit. Yeah. They had good stuff like
0: that. in this too, uh, it's a little less, well, it's obviously it's a fantasy town, less, less sci-fi, but, um, and normally I would lean more sci-fi, but for whatever reason, this is just, it just felt right. And I played a lot longer than I thought I would. and, it actually tempted me to just buy it on steam so I could play it on my steam deck without having to jump through hoops. And I don't know when you start doing that, that usually means I like a game. So I don't know. Yeah, it's cool. I like it a lot. And you know what? The cheesier, the better. This is a case where the cheese is working for me and it's that just the gotta, right. You got to defeat Ballsworth or else. The <laughs> yeah. <Ballsworth. laughs> yeah. And they're all just over the top kind of that's why I think that's why I like dragon quest. They're very ridiculous and, and, and serious about being ridiculous as opposed to, you know, like final Fantasy's got its ridiculousness, but it's also very, I don't know. They, they aim for a more serious, uh,
2: they, they aim for five. some sort of aesthetic. This, this, the, the tales thing always, because I've seen these trailers a lot. It always struck me as just like every color is vibrant. We have yeah. all the colors yeah. of the rainbow, but they're all going to be vibrant. It doesn't just stick to like Browns or, greens or like a matted like uh, subdued color palette it's just like everything's bright and candy colored
0: yep. and, yeah yeah and all running it you know 144 frames a second looking real nice that way um yeah i don't i don't really have a complaint about it there's nothing it does that i don't like so far and the, some have said that later in the game you'll do a lot of grinding to get to levels and things but i also know that jrpgs you know grinding is oh, a huge part of them yeah. so It's fine with me. Um, Anyway, it's cool. I'm going to keep at it. We'll see how much more I play, but I'm enjoying it so far, and it's on Game Pass. Dragons
2: Dogma soon. You might be pitching that one in favor of. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. That's soon, right?
3: I'm so excited for that. Although
0: it is in.
2: I I need to Dragons
3: Dogma One. No,
0: No, no, but I know you did. You're going to want to, right? You're going to want to. I know I want to, but.
3: You oh, maybe you Dragon's should just not gonna it.
0: beat it in two weeks, but maybe you could just experience a taste of it and that's enough because I'm guessing it's been so long since that game came out that this is like a whole new thing, like you know. And this might be the game of the year for everybody and their dog, but I don't know how much of one you'll have to play to get a taste
2: uh, for it. Also, just as an FYI, Dragon's Dogma is six dollars Canadian. The first one, oh, I
3: have start? it, I just haven't um. played
2: it. Yeah.
3: One of those. I bought it because it was on
0: sale and I heard it was good. March 22nd?
2: Reasons. Holy shit. That's I own it too.
0: March 22nd but is like two weeks from now. Yeah, three yeah. weeks.
2: Um, but yeah. one of the reasons why I skipped was that it wasn't, it's a port, the first one, and mm. the controls on computer might not be as good as playing on the console. So I was like, mm. actually, mm. maybe I just don't. I'm just going to start with two. Maybe I just start with two. Maybe I can yeah. try that. See well, how that works out for me, but I am going to wait for some reviews to hit it. And I'm not buying. I'm not a super fan that I got to buy this on launch.
0: Yeah, getting a lot
2: of good pre press. Well,
3: though. I'm going to be in the middle of moving, so I probably don't need it at launch. But I'm very excited for it, and I kind of know it's going to be in my wheelhouse. So we'll just see what happens.
0: You know, it'd be hilarious if I was the big Dragon's Dogma player during that week because Bo is hesitant and you're moving, and I and it ends yep, up being a Scott it could game. be That'd it be could funny. Happen.
2: I mean, reviews might come out before launch day. Yeah, that's true. So I might be, by that time, sold in the marketing. I'm not sure. Yeah, we'll have to see. Uh, Yeah, it could just be you. I also played a ton
0: of... uh, The the thing I played the most of this week was No Man's Sky. I'm just completely in... Just totally... Every
2: time I
3: looked at Steam to see if anybody was playing Helldivers, there was Scott in No Man's Sky.
0: Yeah, I would always go to Helldivers and check and see who was in, and if I didn't see you guys, I'd go, well, I'd, I'd there's things I need to be getting done. No man's no man's So I'd get into no man's and do it. Um, I love that game. That game is great. I feel like I'll return to it forever, at least until set no fire or whatever. The hell. It's called. I
3: played a little bit of it too. Um, I didn't play enough to where I felt like, yeah, let's put it in shared play this week, but I got in and it was just such a reminder that like, even though that uses reuses a lot of assets across planets and stuff, that game is just beautiful and there's just something exciting about going to new planets in that game mm-hmm. like
4: mm-hmm. it's
3: just such a good, satisfying loop, especially when you find out you're the first person that's ever been there. yeah and you think this game has been out for this long with this many players, and I'm the only person who has ever seen this planet
0: yeah it's still it still feels great to do that. And it and it's still crazy to find one where you're like, what am I looking at here? Like this is insane. Sure, you saw you know 14 scorched planets that kind of looked the same for a while while you were running around doing a quest or trying to further the story or do whatever it is you're doing. But then you'll hit one and go, what am I? What is that? What is that poking up out? That's alive. Hold on, scan it. 250 grand. Okay, leave me more of these. You know, like you just got get excited on those planets. The game rocks, man. It's so good. Anyway, I'm playing a ton of that. And then I also cracked open Black Flag for some reason. I've uh, barely started it. But uh, I, got in a, I got in a pirate mood because Skull and Bones didn't do it for anyone, so I didn't buy it. I know some people are enjoying it. I'm not poo-pooing on your prey, but you know it seems like hardly anyone's playing it, and it just bums me out. And I thought, well, what's going on with that world? And I start reading these articles saying... Uh, Skull and Bones may not be tearing it up, but it has inspired everybody to go back and play or buy Black Flag because they just are like, well, let's go back to when they made a really good pirate game. (laughs) Let's go uh, back to
3: the game that inspired it.
0: Exactly. So (laughs) take
3: no lessons from.
0: It was supposed to be like a straight up expansion to it or something, right?
3: Yeah.
0: And and then 10 years of of development later. But anyway, um, yeah, I, I got back in there. And it definitely looks like, you know, tail end of the 360 era moving into the ps4 era uh kind of looking game uh it's not their latest engine <laughs> it doesn't look as good as you know uh cassandra's the game or any of those but man the pirate the pirate vibe is thick and fast in that game it's real good um i'm not that far who knows what i'll do i just kind of got a hair up my butt to reinstall it and play it so i did a little bit Uh, That's it for me. That's what I played for the most part. Um, John, let's go over. Oh, I'm very excited about this one. So tell us about Dark Forces Remastered.
3: Yeah. So uh, I was caught off guard a little bit by this. Uh, Coming from the same company that's been remastering a lot of these old uh, boomer shooters, to use the term Scott is so fond of. Oh, I love it. um, They have remastered Dark Forces and uh reawaken some apparent like latent uh psychological trauma that apparently exists within me that i have uh, not dealt with mm. um i know i have talked about i have a strange aversion to um creatures in water um and that i have long held the belief that this came from the video game Shadows of the Empire uh where you go into an imperial sewer You have to deal with a bunch of creatures called uh, Dianogas. I don't know if I'm saying that right. Basically, the thing that grabbed Luke in the trash compactor. They made it a monster in a bunch of video games. And then later, there's a part where you dive through this nasty, murky water. And uh, there's like a big sarlacc pit with tentacles down there. And it scared the bejesus out of me. And what I forgot is that Dark Forces has a level almost exactly like this where you're in the sewer and a bunch of tentacle monsters come out of the ground. And I, I was playing it and I was like, yeah, this is pretty great. It's fun to be back. The soundtrack's wearing on my nerves a little bit because it's still using that MIDI sounding soundtrack from the original Dark Forces. Oh, I wondered um, about that.
0: If they were going to re- redo all that, I guess they didn't do that.
3: If they redid it, it's not on by default. Okay. Um, and I got to the third level, which is a sewer level and dealing with uh Dianogas and stuff. And all of a sudden I started sweating <sighs> And my heart was pounding in a way that felt really uncomfortable. And I was like, what is going on with me? Am I broken? Am I having a panic attack? What is this? Mm. And I think there is still some weird psychological hangup built into me about this sort of creature that's in uh, floating around in poop. Uh That's getting to me. I turned the game off. I got to the third level. I killed a bunch of them. I got stuck in the sewers. I got real anxious. And I was like, I'm gonna take a break. I'm gonna play something else. Wow. Go play Bellatro for a while. That's but it's crazy. really good, guys. Yeah. yeah. Don't let the fact that it gave me a panic attack or something fool it you. It's really good.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, it looks it looks like they've been really true to the original. They haven't really changed a ton. It's still very pixelated, and but it's you know widescreen, and you can play it 4K. And you can proper, aim up
3: and down. That's a change. I oh yeah, that's true. The original Dark Forces. You it was kind of like Wolfenstein. I think it was only a uh, vertical look space.
0: Yeah, I think it was done in the. Uh, I almost said Jim Gordon forever. What's wrong with me? Uh Duke Nukem forever. <laughs> Jim Gordon forever. Era. Jim Gordon. Forever. I don't know why I said Jim Gordon. Anyway, the
2: um I forgot his name again. What did I just say it was? Duke Nukem. Duke Nukem Duke shit. Nukem.
0: Uh I think it's the Duke Nukem engine, the whatever that was called. Uh it always felt the same to me, but um oh look at these cutscenes. These
4: are great.
3: Yeah, they're really cool cutscenes. They they've redone the art for those, although I don't know. This doesn't maybe it was like this. This looks doesn't look as good as what I saw. Huh. Maybe it's fine. Oh, maybe this, this might, might be somebody this. This.
0: <laughs> this might actually be a hacked version of the original. I'm not sure.
3: I <laughs> yeah, up. I don't think this is Dark Forces Remastered, Scott. I think this is something else.
2: <laughs> I think it's I the think, old
3: one. I don't think you're showing the video game. Because it's forces. all the cutscenes are in widescreen.
0: Yeah. So let's see. Hold on. Dark Forces full game remaster one day ago. Okay. Here's <laughs> here's a guy streaming it.
3: It's some real gameplay up there. I mean, yeah. look, it still looks dated, but it does. It you know you still move at 700 miles per hour. <laughs> The Moldy Crow still has engines that are held on by nothing. They just kind of float there. Like it's definitely, you know, it's holding on to a lot of the charm of the old days. Yeah. Um it's reinventing what I apparently thought of dark forces, which was uh very much this like I thought the whole game was stealing the death star plans, which is literally just the first (laughs) level. (laughs) I was like, did I just never get very far in dark forces? It's not of, um, but, uh, no, it's cool. If you like, if you played the original game and you want to go back, or if you just like playing these old retro shooters in a way that runs and plays really well on modern PCs, this is a fantastic remake. I think it's really, really cool to go back. Um, you know, if you can get any weird emotional trauma you may have <laughs> what, linking,
0: uh, lurking in your subconscious. Is this still? What's the price on this? So is like twenty four bucks or something like that?
3: Okay. Uh yeah, it's not that expensive. I think yeah, twenty four or so. Let okay, me see. let me pull it up.
0: Since you're not, we're not going to get that respawn thing. Maybe this will scratch the itch and. You know,
3: I don't think that's true, but you know, <laughs> if it makes you feel better, go ahead and tell yourself that. I guess it's
2: 29.99 currently. Oh, okay. It's not bad. Seems a little high. I think this could have been
0: 19 or something. It's just it feels like that's a little bit of a money grab to charge that much, but whatever. It's Star Wars like.
3: There are some really like, oh my gosh, I can't believe that this game, like this is how this game worked. Like, you know, to to end a level like when you finish the level you've done all the objectives and you get back to your ship the game doesn't it's not like doom where you punch a thing and it's like and the screen melts and all of that yeah the game just gives you a message that says go to the next level through the menu and you have to hit escape and go go to next level oh weird i don't remember that it's It's so odd it's so bizarre And it's just like, oh, wow, things really, really have evolved over
0: time. I do not remember that at all. All right. Well, I'm kind of interested. Maybe I'll wait for a sale because I like these shooters a lot. This old stuff's cool. Uh, All right. You played a little Pacific Drive. Sounds like not a ton yet, but I am like kind of pins and needles on that. I kind of need to know what the hell that is so I can make a decision. For a long time, I just thought. Pacific Drive
3: seems really cool. Yeah. Um, But Pacific Drive is going to take more time then I was ready to give it like this happens a lot with me in video games. And I've had a couple people actually recommend it Saint John, I think you really like it. I think they're right. Um, So the idea behind Pacific Drive is you are in the Pacific Northwest. You're in a car. uh, You get pulled into this weird um, quarantine zone where things are happening. Things are falling apart. And all you really have is a broke down, beat up car that you're trying to keep alive to help get you through this area that's being torn apart by some weird outside force. And it is kind of a survival game um, mixed with a driving game, mixed with a narrative game. Uh, And you're just you're driving, trying to keep your car alive. It needs gas. It needs repairs. You're collecting materials to do that. Uh, while you're unlocking the story and I haven't put a ton of time into it I kind of got enough to get to where the game kind of opens up and gives you free reign to kind of go and start exploring on your own and figuring it out and it throws a lot at you to where I was like oh I don't know if I'm going to be able to figure this out this might be too much for what I'm paying attention to right now yeah um because it it does like it it throws out like, Oh, you're going to want to collect these and you're going to collect this. Here's a tool to use this. Here's a tool to use this. Here's how you keep your tires uh, taken care of. Here's how you keep your paneling taken care of. Um, and it just felt like a lot, but everything about it seemed good. So that's why I think this game might be really solid is it's a lot to learn to take in. Cause it's, it's all kind of new, mm-hmm. but at the same time, like the game looks really good. Um, and it plays well, it's very atmospheric, very interesting. And, uh, I think the mechanics work really well. Like it's a cool twist on the survival loop. Like the idea of just, I'm in this car, I have to take care of this car. I'm driving around. That's where I'm getting all my materials. There's weird anomalies that I have to avoid, um, to keep from you know being damaged or hurt or having my car damaged and broken. Um, and I just have to kind of keep track and think of all these things. And it's a setting I really love. So yeah. there's a lot there to like. I just haven't spent enough time with it to kind of talk in depth about it. I just wanted to mention, because like I said, a lot of people were recommending this one to me, um, that I did play a little bit of it. Uh, and what I've played so far is very
2: good. All right, it, it does look. Looks cool. like it would be good for VR. Yeah, doesn't it?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, get a total VR vibe out of it. I don't know if that means they're. I don't know if they're working on a mod. <laughs> it's or,
2: atmospheric and not necessarily like a twitch shooter or anything like that. Right, know? right. Just, yeah,
0: and it looks like just the way the interface, the UI works, it looks like you could reach out and grab
2: shit. A lot, a lot of detail in the car. Like one of the funnest things about the cyberpunk mod is driving. Yeah, like it feels cool to be in the vehicles in that game. Sure. Yeah, this looked neat. When they
0: first showed it off, I think it was a PlayStation what do they call it? Dirt not direct, whatever it is. Whatever they call them. That's the first time I'd seen it. And then when I heard it was coming to PC, I said, Oh, this looks like a no brainer.
2: Now so that it's here, I, I feel brain- like I'm just oh, shit.
0: I feel like I'm just waiting for yeah. you know, a good review and I don't know. I I I'm very curious about it. So
3: You should check it out, Scott. There that's my recommendation. There's enough here to where I say you should check it out.
0: All right. I like it. Looks like their inventory game is interesting.
3: Because I'm going to tell you, it might be a while before I come back to it. <laughs> I don't know if you heard, but Final Fantasy Rebirth came
0: out. Yeah, it did. Is that today or no? Wednesday? Yesterday. Whatever it was. Yeah,
3: I think I think yesterday at like late it came
0: out. Well, it did prompt me to re-download the first one so I can finish it first because I don't want to get the new one until I beat it. So
2: hurry up and put it on PC, please. Thank you. Yep
0: some some people. Look, Imagine we don't all, we don't all have PlayStation, right? Imagine. <laughs> Imagine held. Oh, did you see that link? I say where the guy was comparing directly comparing movement and like shooting stuff from, uh, metal gear five to hell divers yeah. and how like dead on some of that stuff was. I kind of love that because that's Again, one of my favorite like, things about in, that game. It was in what you pasted.
3: Maybe that's why I like it. Cause Good God, do I love Metal Gear Solid 5. Same. It is like, I wish Kojima had the chance to finish that game because man, do I love from a gameplay perspective, the story in five is lacking compared to other Metal Gear Solid games, but the gameplay in five is so freaking. Yeah, it's really good. Oh, I love it. And then on the PC where you can just give your helicopter whatever song you want when it comes in. Yeah. Yeah is brilliant. And like here's the thing. We we have certainly had our fair share of giving Kojina, Kojima <laughs> some shit for yeah. not being quite the visionary that he gets made out to be. But I'll tell you, the man who sold the world came on the radio the other day,
4: yeah.
3: immediately flashes of that game <laughs> in my head just yeah. from hearing the song. And I thought, you know what? It's not nothing, yeah. guys.
4: It's kind of like brilliant. The
3: fact that a musical cue hits and I'm immediately spending the next 20 minutes thinking about a video game maybe adds a little credence to the myth and legend of the man so yep and um, on the pc version it's so good
0: on the pc version you can load up this you with, could. Yeah. You
3: could. That's it right. It would be a really good helicopter song. That's right. I think I just used
0: John Cena's music for a long time <laughs> <laughs>
3: whenever it came in.
0: That's perfect. <laughs> <laughs> that, that fits really well. Uh, you also played some more Deep Rock Galactic Survivor, and I assume that game is still great, probably.
3: Yeah, they buffed. I was complaining about the, the driller, my guy, and they buffed all the elemental things. Like I just saw, I downloaded a patch for it. And I was like, what's this patch? I clicked it and it's like, yeah, fire is going to do more damage. Acid is going to do more damage. I was like, that's my build on the driller. (laughs) Let me go in and try. And I immediately beat the stage I was stuck on. So I was like, well, that's it. This, uh, this game's great. Now it's perfect. (laughs) It's even better. Um, yeah, I don't have a lot to say about Deep Rock Galactic Survivor. I continue to think it is a very good one of those games and uh, one of the more passive ones. So if that's what you're looking for, it's very good. I
0: read a good review today that said that it's that what they liked about it is they give you more to do. Like get, The mining doesn't add that much to it, but it adds enough to feel like you're doing some shit that you wouldn't normally do. Right. Yeah. So it's a little bit more active in that way, and I, li- I like that about it too. Uh, and a lot of people on my play or on my friends list on steamer in that game all the time, like that and Helldivers divers too, are like the two big ones I see right now, uh, bro, bro let's take it over to you. We talked some about last oh, epoch last week. I played a ton of that last week, although funny enough, I barely touched it this week and I'm not sure why. I think I just got so bunged up in, um,
2: no man's sky that theories. I just didn't do. I some but, theories about that. Yeah, uh, but anyway, what do you what do you think of uh, last epoch? So I'm just I'm going to mention the elephant in the room on this one to get out of the way real quick. Uh, the servers are still bad. Yeah, like you click on a transition to go to a new screen, and it took it takes like a whole ten minutes or town. Por- I town portaled, and my skeletons went in, and not me, and the town portal went away. Oh, shit. Because, <laughs> oh, no. because,
4: because of the sentence. lag. Because <laughs> yeah. of the
2: lag. Because of the lag. Like, it just... It, the lag is... Borderline has made it unplayable, which is why... I only, I've only i only done my, offline, My thought so was, I, like, yeah. I need to check this out. And they've been public. They came out recently. Like, where we know it's a problem. We're going to fix it. It's not abandoned where... Like, we realize the servers are an issue, so they're going to, like, fix that. But, you know, I'm like, well, I'm, it's not ready to play right now. I don't... I don't it's not so, it's not so, like, Helldivers, I would sit at the loading screen for hours. This is not a game I'm going to sit at the loading screen for hours, which I'll talk up now about the rest of the game. Uh, Last Epoch, very colorful. Definitely not, you know, uh, a big company behind this, like, with tons of resources. You kind of see it in little dribs and drabs, like, the cinematic is just art and not full motion thing. Sure. However, the, the gameplay, um, is good. You know, it, it, it's, uh, colorful and vibrant. Uh, John mentioned it feeling light, but again, I think his comment was bang on that it's just because you don't have a lot of abilities to start with. So, um, as I got more abilities, I made it to about level eleven or twelve or something like that, or maybe ten. Um, you know, it, it started to feel more, uh, uh, more girthy and meaty. Did did you play? Did you know, play? Did
0: you play end shoot? up playing offline to, to circumvent the lag? Problems, no, I or? played
2: the online mode because I like the online mode. Like I'm. I'm not right. an offline uh person. I'm I like to play games online. Yeah. Um, but uh you know th- here's what I think. Uh I think right now I'm a little ARPG'd out. And this is both a good and bad thing. It plays like any other competent ARPG. It's colorful, good, like it, you know, there's there's really nothing wrong with it other than I think they could they have to tighten up some things about like clicking so, so far it feels like a very fun ARPG, but also I played a ton of ARPG in 2023 and I just can't do it right now. It's a personal thing. I'm like, I don't think I'll be playing this cause I'm like, you're spent. There's not, it's not the fault of these guys. They, I think with every intent made a ARPG. I just think, I just think I'm kind of like, I don't like the scene. yeah let's just like run into there's kind of a meta conversation about it because like you know i played diablo 4 i I had that accomplishment people talk to me about arpgs and like i like everyone else because i like the genre consume content from the creators in that genre and i don't really like any of them they depress me (laughs) like we're talking you know and i can just drop the names like they just they hate everything always everything's terrible always all the time and And it just what Mr. Lama said really broke me. He was doing this review of Diablo Four in its current state, and he's like, "As it stands, Diablo Four's got all this great stuff, but I'm not going to play it, so I'll be back in Diablo 2 I was like, "Dude, that game's been out for 20 years. I played it last year. It's good, but it's not that good." Like I think people more and more. I think people have like uh, they they having issues if they can't get off playing Diablo Two and play a different RPG. Sorry. Mm. And everyone bandwagons that. So I'm probably bound to get some commentary on this thing, but Diablo three is way damn better than Diablo. <laughs> I'm just going to throw it out that having played both <laughs> recently, I'm like Diablo three is the better choice of those two games. Like hands down. Like, I think there's something wrong. I shouldn't yuck people's yum, but I just, I find Diablo two. It's like, I know what you guys are up to at the high levels. You're just doing this. It's a treadmill. You're just doing the same thing over and over again, clearing screens, trying to get incrementally better items, and then praising it as the most fun version of the game in the universe. When, like, PoE and Diablo 4, like, all the RPGs, they're not that much different. Like, you're splitting hairs on what's good and bad about them. I still personally don't like the stores, but PoE has an online store, and so does Diablo 4, so like, I just hate the whole scene. I just hate all the conversations about it. I'm like, I'm done with it. And it's, so it's kind of affecting my enjoyment of last epoch. Mm, I get um, it. I totally get that. And also like, you remember I was saying how like I'm falling asleep playing Diablo four, that was kind of a theme in 2023 of my conversations. <laughs> yeah. I started to fall asleep playing last epoch and I'm like, I think I find this genre boring. <laughs> like <laughs> I don't fall asleep <laughs> playing hell divers. I don't even fall asleep playing Bellatro, but I play, I'm playing air. I'm like, maybe I think I like this more than I do. Um, or maybe i think i think yeah i th- i believe that i like this more than i actually like this if i'm falling asleep while playing it um, um do you think it was detrimental so, for you to get on that
0: statue and to do as many hours as you did especially when it was much more grindy than it is now to get to 100 do you think that's just adversely going to affect how you see this genre moving forward forever um i feel like it would me i feel like i would have a hard time i
2: mean i don't want, i, I, I it, this, my my whole thing on this is predicated by the fact that like i don't actually uh dislike any of the games i you know i think most of the people who talk about games in this genre have are are needlessly splitting hairs and like putting things under magnifying glasses and saying things are terrible when you know we don't hold any other genre of game to the same standard and it's not that complicated of a genre it's just like right click and run after things and shoot them like it's pretty pretty simple um So I just don't like it. Uh, (laughs) I just don't think that, like, I'm just like, okay, another one of these. I don't know. I'm looking for something maybe a little more exciting. We'll see if I might change. This is not me saying the game is bad. This is just the context under which I started playing um, this game and experiencing it, going like, I don't know. Mm. And because I get asked about it a lot, you know, are you going to play this game? uh just feel it's important to qualify my answer with uh yeah yeah
0: i get it <laughs> you <know>. I, mean, <laughs> I totally
3: get it in a weird it. sort of way that's that's sort of why i don't have any more last epoch gameplay this week is because um you know even though i feel like i'm still hungry for a good arpg cuz i feel like for me at least that itch was not scratched by diablo 4 um there's the part of me that's like But it's real familiar. You know, I got into Lost Epoch and I was like, yeah, this feels great. This feels like something I could get into. On the other hand, I haven't played a game like Helldivers in a long time. Mm -hmm. And it was very hard whenever I looked at the games I could play to go, yeah, I want to go into Lost Epoch and, you know, do ARPG business when I could be doing Helldiving. So I think I will get back to it as well. But I don't know when that's going to be. It's hard to feel... It's hard to feel a lot of luster for it at the moment. It just feels like there's a lot of new stuff that's very exciting. And while it feels, while my time in Lost Epoch, it felt good, it was very familiar. And there's a lot of brand new shiny that's distracting me.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, I totally get it. I mean, that's, I think it's why I didn't play it either. It's funny. I think we're all in the same boat. It's not, there's nothing wrong with Lost Epoch. It's fake. It's good. I like a small team. I like that they have an offline mode. I actually really appreciate that. It's a bummer that they're having online issues. It plays really well. It's a really good one of these. And by all accounts, there's a real depth to it. But I I, have been playing these for a long time. And if I was like Bo and like, did what he did with four to get on the statue? I think I uh, yeah. I may never want to play one of these again. Like it would be just I'd be yeah, so
2: well, spent. Like, <laughs> I'm like it, it just feels weird. I don't know. It's just to 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 have done that, but I think it was good. You know, you sort of explore a game, and then we cover a lot of different ones. I just don't. I just can't do it again. I'm like tomorrow if there's a statue, I'd be like eh, I pass. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was fun. So yeah. I don't know. I think but it's good. If you're look I I recommend it. If you are looking for an ARPG to spit sink time into a lot of people are playing it, they mentioned, especially when they're watching my streams, or like I'm playing Last Epoch. And when I played it, everything about it felt good. Um, so you know, don't really have an issue yeah. with uh with uh with the game itself. So it's a I feel a little I feel like it's a little unfair to to bring that up during a like maybe like a some commentary on the game um, because so far what I played felt very good so but I just don't I don't know that I'll be sinking my teeth into it
0: yeah so I totally get it yeah. um, awesome anything else what uh, else you got also
2: get uh, yeah we can talk about WoW so uh, this is just some updates not so much my time playing in it but I am actively recruiting <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> he's, the, he's the guy that's going to go up. Yes, I have a question for Ian Hazacostas, but first, uh, Season of Discovery Guild is recruiting.
4: Um, yeah. we, we
2: need these roles on these days. Mm.
4: Yeah.
2: yeah. So um, there are uh, some adjustments to Season of Discovery. They're sort of fast forwarding a little bit. The devs were out talking about it. Uh, updates will be in this week. Um, there's going to be a permanent in-game XP boost of 100% for all characters Mm. flat. Wow. Which I'm like, yes. So one of my big things is like, yes, it's fun to have the classic WoW experience and it's fun to have that vibe, but I'm, there's some things and this is different for everyone. So it's going to make some nerds mad, obviously, because, you know, it affects the, the economy or whatever, whatever, whatever. But it's like a nostalgia run. Like I'm in there to have some fun playing classic. I don't, I don't need the classic experience of it taking a billion years to gain a level grinding mobs. So, mm. um, the fact that they're making it easy to bring people in, cause that's a hundred percent XP boost with rested XP that like quadruples it. Right. Mm-hmm. And, uh, post level 25, there's something called student seeds that you can find as part of a new quest line in the game to get a sleeping bag. Those student seeds, uh, instantly give you rested XP on your XP bar. So it's not even like you have to log out to get rested XP. You have eight seeds that just like boom like just give you a jolt uh, in the butt of of rested XP. So that's also uh, just a nice touch like you can level I was like going into season phase 2 like guys I think I'm just playing my warrior cuz I I have a few alts for raids so that we can bring community members into raids so everyone gets everyone who wants to participate gets a chance part of core you know community building it's a mmos are an easy way to play with the the listenership um now i'm like well if it's 400% speed to level up my priest then i'll go and heal a run too once we get no or no gone down no yeah. i like that Nomer-Egan. no morgan no, no, so so uh I have the voiceover, the AI voiceover for the text and it mispronounces things constantly and it started to work its way into my brain as the normal way to say it. (laughs) They constantly call it instead That's great. And the other one they mispronounced too is Stone Talon. Mm -hmm. It's like Uh. Stone Talon but it's like, oh, we must go to Stone Talon. (laughs) That's great, dude. Yeah. yeah
0: season so, anyways, season of discovery yeah. of new words is what this should be called. That's great. Wow. Well, yeah, that,
2: that that too. Um, a few other things to mention, um, mounts are discounted by 50%. Even though I paid the full like 90 I play 90 gold, although two again, 40 gold was donated to me. But um now it costs half, which is great. And they're gonna boost gold rewards from quests. So pretty much they're making it like you know, easy town to get in, enjoy some wow, not have it take up more time for hell divers. That's what I say. Um, so that's great. And, um, in the future raid sizes for level 50, 60 content in future phases, they're aiming at 20 man, not no 40 man stuff, mm-hmm. which is good because fielding 40 is hard. Yeah. Um, but we are used to running 10 men. So that's why I'm trying to recruit a little bit to make sure we got, you know, we got, uh, what we need for, tw- uh, to at least run a 20 man raid in phase three and four, And, of course, I'm tanking, so at least that's one less tank we'll have to recruit for. (laughs) The same – a lot of people will volunteer to be alts, but no – primary tank players are pretty few and far between. But we do have a couple of tanks, so, you know, and healers, but still, we could always use more. All right. Um, Yep. And uh, it's a good time in there. So I just wanted to mention those changes for anyone on the fence, because like, wow, we'll take too much time. They are constantly trivializing <laughs> that kind of stuff and making it faster and faster. I'm pretty sure. Uh, I'm pretty sure there'll be even more in the future, just so you can get in and like just play quickly. So I like it. Right. Well, that's, that's cool. It.
0: Season of Discovery. Let your sod hang out or something.
2: Yep. And uh, lastly, I wanted to give a shout out. I meant to do this for a couple of weeks and I forgot. Um, in the indie development uh, chat in our d- Frog Pants Discord, uh, people have made a game. It was called Core Survivors. I don't know if we actually featured the final product, but the final product is now out. Yeah. Uh, Core Play- Survivors playable. on HIO. Mm-hmm and I want to give them a shout out because a number of people contributed to the project and it's a game, uh, that it runs in your browser and it features us, your favorite podcast hosts. Yep. Um, uh, on there. So the, the link is kind of hard to say it's spaghetti syntax. Yep. Spaghetti syntax is our main code. Core, co- go to hyphen core hyphen survivors hyphen web. Yep. Yep. But, uh, Are you playing it now for the the VOD? We need to get a 10
3: hams redirect for that.
2: Yeah,
0: I'm trying to. It's taking forever to load. But Spaghetti Syntax in our community is like a coding whiz and uh, did most of the heavy lifting there, and then others contributed in other ways. Um, He's awesome. I can't get it to run, though. I don't know why it won't run here for me. Oh, this page is slowing down Firefox. (laughs) Firefox did it. I, I don't, don't know it why. Might, it might be
2: it runs better in Chrome, kind of thing. It
0: might be that. Uh, yeah, I don't know what's going on. But anyway, uh, yeah, go check it out. Be be. it out. That's cool. Spaghetti slash godot dash discord dash survivors slash web.
2: The Easy. faster may way might be to go to our Frog Pants Discord. There you go. Go to the forums and look up the Indie Development tab, and it's in there. I think we. I think I pinned it. Yeah. But uh, I do I do recommend it. It's it, it's a fun time. If you like Survivor games, it yeah. Yeah. You know, looks like it, it was made in more than a weekend.
0: A labor of love. <laughs> definitely more than, than a, weekend. a weekend. I can guarantee you that.
2: It was, it was definitely more than a weekend, for sure.
0: Uh, all right. We're going to take a break. When we come back from this break, we're going to do a little more Core Crush. It's the Japanese RPG edition, JRPG edition of Core Crush that John has prepared. I'm very excited about this and feel good about my chances That'll be after this break. Although I think Bo, wait, Bo hasn't won yet. So we need, you know, root for Bo.
2: <laughs> I'm not too good at this kind of <laughs> he stuff. He hasn't
3: won yet, but I still think you have it easier. I think the problem is Bo talks about all the games he likes yeah. because he likes a curated list. You like everything.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So when
3: I'm putting stuff together for you, Scott, I feel like I have a ton to pick from. (laughs) And when I'm putting stuff together for Bo, it's like, well, yeah, but Scott knows he likes that. (laughs) It's one of like four games he mentioned, whereas it's one of 752 that you've talked about. That's true. I feel like Bo's always at a natural disadvantage on this, but, you know, we'll see how he does regardless.
0: Yeah. And for those that wrote in and said, I really like this thing. What happened to Martha, though? Martha's not gone. This is just a little reprieve. Okay. Just a little break yeah. from that. I'll still do something a dear new. Martha.
3: If anybody ever has something you want to hear in a letter form, I'll
0: do it. Yeah, we'll do it. Write
3: your emails in. send an email request for a dear Martha. I'll do it. Yeah, he will
0: do it. he will do it for you right now. Personally, yeah. it'll be on your own cell Hi, phone. There's Martha. I'm about to go pee. I'm about to go take a pee. All right. We're going to take a break. <laughs> when we come back from the break, we'll do all of that. Please stay tuned. All right. We're back, everybody. Welcome back to the program. It's time for us to. Did I have music for this last time? I didn't really, did I? How about. I here, I'll play this thing from Bo.
2: And my brain is like, oh, fuck.
0: Yeah, we'll let that. That's our theme. Oopsies. <laughs> that's our theme. That's a great one. I thought I had Oopsies. the beep. Yep. <laughs> I thought I beeped that, but I guess I didn't. <laughs> anyway, it doesn't matter. Uh, John is going to, we've been doing this for a couple of weeks now. It's pretty fun. We're going to do Core Crush, and uh, it's GRPG edition. John, explained. Core D Crush. And uh, we'll have a little contest here and see how yeah. do.
3: So, just like the past couple of weeks, uh, I pulled Bo and Scott. For a couple of their favorite JRPGs. I also pulled the community. And uh, now I'm going to show each of them three images. Which are comprised of three different games. And they have to tell me who they think submitted that as uh, as their favorite game. Now there was a lot of overlap again with this one. Sure. So uh, it's going to be... Who I believe, who I pulled it from, because uh, once again we got a little overlap. But we'll go ahead and start with Scott. Okay. Um, or
0: I'm sorry, yeah. Let's. Uh, I my, have them in reverse order. My picks this time. Or, or or my or his picks.
3: Which Which do you have queued up, Scott? Uh, I can do either. You I ready? can do either one. Just as, either. Just okay. Let's do Scott's first pick. Okay. So these are Scott's first question, which are Bo's picks. Okay. Um. So that. The three games you should have yeah. is uh, Final Fantasy VI, yeah, uh, also known as Final Fantasy III here in the United States. If you played on the Super Nintendo, yeah, uh, Honkai Star Rail, yeah, and Chrono Trigger. Excellent. So, Scott, you have to say which one of those is a bow game, which one of those is a core listener game, and which one of those is a John game. Now, not to try to give away anything or throw you off track. I'm just giving this as general advice. Keep in mind, there is a goal to trick you. And that might mean that I went obvious. That might mean I went tricky. I'm just letting you know. Yeah. You're not supposed to look at it necessarily and go, oh, I 100% know this.
0: Sure. Yeah, and Unless I definitely that's don't. What I want you to think. Because I know for a fact that both you and Bo would, would say that you like Final Fantasy VI and that you like Chrono Trigger. Star Rail feels like community, though, so I'm going to lock that one in there and say (laughs) that you are Chrono Trigger, Bo, is Final Fantasy VI. Scott,
3: that is correct. That is three points for you. Look
0: at the reasoning brain on
2: Brad here, you know? You did good. You did good. Where's I my, think that one was, was pretty easy. easy. Yeah, Hawkeye Star Rail and Chrono Trigger. Yeah,
3: like I didn't get a lot of submissions from the community this week, so I didn't have as much to work with, and a lot of them turned out real even. Mm. So get in Discord and look for DMS. Yeah. Uh, usually the day we record, and uh, let me know whatever the topic may be that we're doing.
0: I do want to try uh, Star Rail if I if I can just throw that out there. It seems like it's being well received. People like it. It's a gotcha game, but you know. Isn't that that's the Genshin people, right?
2: Yeah, Genshin it's
0: Impact, I think. Yeah. yeah, I kinda wanna try it. Anyway. Alright, up number Bo, two. Oh,
3: your first one. Yeah. A much harder one. Uh-oh. Fantasy Star Four. Okay. Persona Five Royale. And Illusion of Gaia.
0: Alright, Bo. This one's on yours. For you.
2: I'm gonna go Scott Fantasy Star. Illusions of Gaia, John, PSR, uh P5R for the community. That is a hundred percent correct. Nicely three
3: done. points for Bo. Well
2: done, dude. Well, hey. Look
3: at that. And I thought that one was hard. I feel like Boa
2: has achieved uh, something it, with that. It one. was a it was a shot in the dark. Honestly, it was not.
0: I loved <laughs> Fantasy Star Four for the Genesis. So, uh, happily, that's
3: some real art. For that game, by the oh, way. Yeah. It's good to see what Brienne of Tarth was doing before she was on Game of Thrones.
0: <laughs> yeah, there's a real vibe to that game that's, I don't know how well it holds up, but I used to think that was so good. Love that game.
3: All right. Uh, all right. Tied up. Next one for Scott. Le- the Legend of Dragoon, Breath of Fire 2, and Yakuza Like a Dragon.
0: Okay. Um, Boy, another hard one here. you being Uh, sarcastic.
3: You didn't have a hard one last time. Well,
0: this this seems a little harder, (laughs) because I've never heard either of you talk about Legend of Dragoon or Breath of Fire 2. But you both talk all the time about Like a Dragon. So I'm going to say this is a bit of a trick, and that it's the community who likes Like a Dragon. Hmm. John with Breath of Fire 2 and Bo with Legend of the Dragoon.
3: Scott, that is 100% incorrect. Damn it. Also, just to clarify. uh, No, I'm not going to clarify. It was 100% correct.
0: All right. Should I... I what do we do? I re-guess. I can't remember how Yeah, I do that. you
3: re-guess. You've lost a point. You can you lose up to three re, points you, before I just tell you what the order is. Okay.
2: You got all the guesses wrong as what you meant by hundred percent incorrect. Oh, no, s-
3: don't look into it that way. I'm just saying hundred oh. percent incorrect to be funny. This isn't Wordle. I'm not giving you <laughs> hints with my
4: percentage.
0: <laughs> I'm glad this yeah. isn't Wordle. I'm tired of Wordle. Um okay. I'm gonna yeah, say Wordle. Um Like a Dragon. John, Breath of Fire 2, Bo, Legend of the Dragoon, audience. Incorrect. Damn it. Uh, what am I down to? <laughs> oh one God, point? The, I know it's the fart, worst man. fart ever. Uh, <laughs> the reverb on it. Let's swap Breath of Fire 2 and the Dragoon. We'll keep like a dragon <laughs> with, with Bo.
3: Okay, so you're this, just repeat it so I know what you're saying. So, okay.
0: Legend of Dragoon, to John. And Breath of Fire 2, The Community. That's incorrect. Damn it.
2: Really? Then
0: it's got to be John Like a Dragon. That's three guesses. You're out of points. I'm I'm going to
3: just tell you. (laughs) The Legend of Dragoon was selected by The Community. Breath of Fire 2 was selected by myself. And Yakuza Like a Dragon was selected by Bo.
0: Damn it. So that's just one... twist off
3: Gosh, here's it. why this one was easy uh cat in the picture there for breath of fire 2 was on my oh! crush the first time we
0: played this damn it the right the pantsless freaking girl cat thing look yep. at her look at her with her top like, and no pants this is gonna
3: give it away way too much but uh Figured I'd see how observant Scott is. And Frick. He was exactly as observant as I hoped he would
0: be. Yeah, look at her, though. She's like Donald Duck. No pants. She got a top on, but nope. We don't want to cover... you got a
3: furry body, you don't have to wear pants. That's just a fact.
0: Oh, well, why just wear the a top? nature fact. Oh, why, how many animals I, why do you, you I, see why
3: wearing I, pants?
0: Why have I been wearing pants?
3: <laughs> <laughs> you can go outside, Bo. You can, you can go free. Furry body. All right. All right, Bo. Your second one. This is your chance, man. Bo or Scott got no points on that one. Damn it. You're you're in a good position to win today. Uh your next one. The first game is Golden Sun. The second game, Secret of Mana, and the third game, Mario and Luigi Bowser's Inside Story.
2: For some uh, reason uh, this Scott, one. No. Scott Golden Sun, John Secret of Mana, Community, Mario and Luigi.
3: Oh, that is a hundred percent correct.
0: Jeez. <laughs> Three points to Bo. Now, for the record, I I part of my list to John was both Golden Sun and Mario and Luigi. Oh no, mine was Mario and Luigi Super Saga. That that, yep. that that's a little it tricky. Was a play. Different
2: Mario yeah. and Luigi. That, that, was, you know? it. that was it. I, that was it. I even knew that game existed. Wow. For sure. All right. Uh, well done. All right,
3: Scott. Here's your chance. You got to get a little redemption here. Here's what we're working with. All right. Your third set of games, Octopath Traveler, Nier Mm -hmm. Automata, and Final Fantasy VII Remake.
0: Shit. Okay. Nier, I mean, these could be anybody. uh, Nier's probably going to go... Let's do Community for Nier, John for Octopath... And f- remake for Bo, Final Fantasy remake for Bo.
4: That
3: is correct. Oof. Three points to Scott. God, God, we are God. tied up. Bo, you just know. need
2: to get this right. In I, for the for the listener for the record, I want to clarify that it's Final Fantasy VII original and not remake. But
3: I will say this. So enough. okay, so oh. here's a fun behind the scenes. Bo, uh, Bo was busy today. Well, yeah. you and- can
2: tell him I was. I slept till five p.m. <laughs>
3: slept till almost showtime and it takes me you know a little bit to put these pictures together and i was worried he wasn't gonna make it in time so i went ahead and did my best guess for Bo, and i picked three games for him based on things i knew he liked yeah and uh then when Bo did tell me his answer i almost guessed perfectly the only difference is instead of final fantasy 7 remake he gave classic final fantasy 7 yeah. and rather than redo one of them i just went can i just leave
0: remake up there please <laughs> oh so i don't yeah. have to redo it yeah it's a pain in the butt you don't want to go redo it so that worked out. Okay. But well, it fair. is
3: funny that I got all three he only sent me three, too, so it wasn't even a case of selective. He sent me three, and I guess three for three
2: for the most part. Yeah. A little caveat. You're the real winner this week. You really are. All
3: right, Bo. Last one for you. You just have to get this uh Somewhere
4: I'm gonna have to right? figure
3: out what we do on a tiebreaker. Um <laughs> Okay. Pokemon Soul Silver Fire Emblem. The original, and Dragon Quest Eight. Um, so all three all right. long-running RPG games. Lots of entries, but very specific selections here. Yeah.
2: So Pokemon Soul Silver. I'm gonna go with Community. I'm gonna go with Fire Emblem to John. Dragon Quest Eight to Scott. Incorrect. No. <laughs> oh. oh, I hate that fart man. <laughs> <laughs> Uh really. Okay. Um Fire Emblem to Scott, Dragon Quest 8 to John, Pokemon to Community.
3: That is correct. Our winner this week in the JRPG showdown is Bo.
0: look at you. Look at and it, he did it. Nicely done. What do I win?
1: Yeah. Oh, I've the, joined the party. Yes.
0: Yeah, <laughs> You've joined yeah. the party. I got this. You get to join the party. Yeah, I I, um, I was... I mean, you did a good job on that, but I would like to just say how much I like Fire Emblem uh, and Golden Sun. Those are amazing games. I was also very GBA GBA heavy this week, yeah, as you may yeah. have noticed. Yeah. I just think that's the best. Those are some of the best games ever made. I love all that shit. So. Well,
2: Dragon Quest VIII is a good one, eh, John?
3: I really like Dragon Quest Eight. It was my first Dragon Quest, though. Um, it was also, you know, it was at the height of me liking Dragon Ball Z, and uh, the main character kind of went Super Saiyan in that game. Mm. Got the spiky hair, yeah, glowed a little bit. And also, uh, uh, there's a girl to the right of him. I believe her name is Jessica. Yeah. she was okay too.
0: Yeah, she's got the boobs. <laughs> it was a
3: formative, formative years game, and uh, it was pretty good.
0: Lots of boobs happening in that uh, girl's dress. So well done. At least two. She has two. At least two boobs uh nicely done everybody and bo congratulations bo i feel good that you've, you that you pulled yeah, that one out uh very impressive uh let's move on then uh everybody to what oh uh, some news we didn't cover yet some quick stuff i'm just excited about this inkbound is leaving early access very soon uh very much looking forward to more inkbound it's kind of whose fault was it that i got inkbound was it john
3: was mine i tried it during next fest
0: yeah, that's what it was. I about it.
3: You got it. Got way into it, and I haven't played it since.
0: I, was, I, I played it a ton and then went, you know what? I have had my beta fill. I'm going to wait for final, and now we're almost there. So I'm stoked to pick that up again. And I want to do that one for one of our Tuesday plays because uh, it does do co-op. Anyway, um, also, there's a story about hackers stole 189 gigabytes of Epic Games data. Don't know what oh, that wow. data is, but they got it. Probably John's Fortnite skin purchases. I have no idea what they have.
3: Oh, man, I'm sorry. They have to read through that list, mm-hmm. especially because basically I got Megatron. I haven't not been Megatron
0: yeah. ever or since I got him. It's that or they got data about why they canceled that Unreal Project and how pissed everyone is about it. I don't know. Whatever they did, they got it. Um, also, game scent. <clears throat> Excuse me. Scent, like as in smell, is a new device to let you smell the games you play. Uh, I want you, to. No. What do you guys want?
3: There's never been a situation in a video game where I went, I wish I could smell that. Maybe lawn mowing simulator, but I didn't play it, so...
0: Oh, interesting. See, there. I was going to ask you guys for examples of games that would be fun for this, and I think that's a good one because just that smell of fresh-cut lawn and maybe a little bit of exhaust from the mower and stuff, that's pretty cool. Um, I wouldn't mind smelling like... um. Uh, sh- ship breaker deep Shit hard space breaker? ship breaker ship break. ship
3: breaker is going to smell very different <laughs> <laughs> yeah i don't the care what it that. breaks too yeah. haven't they releases. determined that space stinks
0: um i thought they just determined it what that it stinks i don't know did they? Yeah, what is space like how
2: that. do you smell it it's probably well
3: I, okay i am not researched in this this is a paraphrasing of brief internet searches and clickbait I heard that like they determine the smell of space and that it stinks. That's what I heard.
0: Okay, like I, where, found world? I found a thing. I found I found one on lives. <laughs> I found a reputable source, livescience.com. Okay. What does space smell like says outer space has a very particular stench and then they ask but why and then they go into a bunch of reasons why. Space is a near perfect vacuum, they say, blah blah blah. Uh, let's see. If you open if you went out there and just had direct exposure, you would just die. Right. right. Yeah. You're not going to live Um, because of well, the that. That near- would suck. That would suck. Not
3: be a good smell. How do you, yeah, review, how do you smell? But-,
0: but they say what they do is they get into the space station or other space vehicles, take their helmets off and their helmets and their and their their suits all have a smell that they didn't have going out that they now have coming back in. Right. And they say it kind of smells like hot metal or burnt meat. So yeah. That. So it stinks. Yeah. It kind of stinks. I think John. So yeah, score right.
3: another point for John remembering yeah. stupid facts, but no details about yeah. it. Yeah, oh,
0: some people think it's bad. the it's the smell the smell of dying stars, and it just oh. permeates the universe.
2: Oh, good God, that's heavy metal right there. Yeah. When you really think about it, yeah,
0: it's pretty. That's pretty
2: cool. And cats would must hate space. Yeah. <laughs> <Cats, but laughs> Well, space hates cats, the so it's all There's fast. your really.
3: clickbait headline. You'll never guess what space smells like, mm. and cats hate it.
0: Yep. <laughs> yep. Uh, what else? Oh, uh, fine. Uh, well, no, we talked about uh, Helldivers Joel. We did that guy. He's great. He's awesome. We love Joel. Oh yeah,
2: yeah,
4: yeah. yeah. Now We're time
0: for Joel the Dungeon Master, D-do, Joel the DM. That's a good question. We got some emails though. Email and a text here. Uh, this email is uh, from talktothecore@gmail.com. It's from Captain Quirk. I like that. Nice. Uh, just it should be Quark because then you can like mess around with Deep Space Nine, but it also sounds good. Plus, I don't know. There's a there's a way to make that even cooler. He says, I just wanted to give you a lot a heads up that Power Wash Simulator has 40K at DLC and it drops on the twenty-seventh, which would have been a couple I of days saw ago. That. Yeah. Says reviews are showing mixed, but I could still have some fun uh mileage in it. Or but it could still have some fun mileage in it. I tend to be a well-rounded geek and forty K is uh and it's more what? And it's it's more is something I casually like to keep up on. Not sure what that means. He spelled it weird. While I have tried PWS myself or haven't tried it, I feel like I uh, like I've played a bunch just from listening to you guys. Love the show and thank you for all the time and energy you put into bringing genuine and quality content, yes, even the high school humor, to the masses every week. High school, I'm thinking like junior high, right? We're not, we're not yeah, that highfalutin. We're, we're, we're
3: not quite to high school uh, yet.
0: Uh, it says, may the emperor we're guide your scared voices. scared of girls. That's right. They're freaky. Um, the point here is that, no, I have not picked it up yet. Yes, I did know about it. Uh, I absolutely will at some point. I just have not yet. Um, it's essentially boils down to here's some, some Warhammer 40k shit, including your, your hose sprayer thing is now the shape of a bolt gun. Um, you're you look like a 40k person deal, more like a Dark Tide kind of guy, and then you're cleaning suits and Space Marine crap and ships and stuff like that. It's like what they did with the Final Fantasy stuff they did. Um, this is more of that. I'm sure it's exactly what it is purported to be. I don't know why it would be mixed. People generally like when they add new stuff to that Uh-oh. game.
3: But- I think they charged for it.
0: Oh, is that why I don't
3: think they did for Final Fantasy? That that, might be the difference. That that could be it. I I mean, I don't know. Hard to say. I didn't click (laughs) the reviews and see,
0: but yeah, I do think it's cool. That game keeps getting weirder. And also that it's published by the small games publishing arm of Square Enix. That is weird. Don't you think? Power Wash Simulator, a Square game? Like, that's just weird.
3: And apparently not an underperforming one, which is what they feel about every game they publish. So it's it's (laughs) amazing. This
0: one seems to be doing just fine for whatever metric they have applied to it. Uh, Thank you for that message. We also got a text at 801-471-0462 that says this. This is Cinema Devon who says, hey, core crew. What are some of your favorite couch couch co-op games you've played over the years? My wife and I... Have been looking forward to something that we both can enjoy and can do for fun on a on a weekly date night. So far, uh, what has scratched that itch best is Lego Star Wars Skywalker Saga and Captain Toad Treasure Tracker. Sorry, John, she does not like Fortnite. (laughs) Um, I love that you're the default. Has she tried Lego
3: Fortnite? Let me tell you, Lego Fortnite really shifted the balance of power in this household. So Mm.
0: plus, they got two. Don't uh, there's some announcement they're working on two new. Lego spin outs in Fortnite or something. I think Maybe. that yeah. I mean, it's
3: been very successful for them. Yeah.
0: So I think they're doing just fine. So they'll probably keep doing it. Um, I love captain toad treasure tracker. It's a fantastic switch game. Um, but it's more, it's a puzzle game and it's less about you both doing stuff and more about one person telling the other person how they're doing it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> hey,
3: that sounds like a great couples game. Yeah, I play that yeah. couples game. I don't even play Treasure Tracker.
0: That's true. But the Skywalker Lego <laughs> thing is actually quite good. I played that a bunch with um, with others on the couch. But for me, I just I don't do any co-op couch stuff. I've been back in the day. Halo was the bomb for that. Yeah. How does she feel about democracy? <laughs> well, you can't couch co-op that on PlayStation. I don't think it's dual screen. So, oh,
3: okay. That's as
0: far as I point. know um yeah this also depends on what what uh console you have it sounds like they got a switch for sure so if i was going to make a recommendation for co-op there's so much head-to-head i could tell you but it doesn't sound like that's what they want i i can't think of anything right now um i should I mean, have done It's
2: been a while since i've done it too so i don't blame you like it's
3: Damn. Yeah, a lot of the stuff that I play that that we play is, here is very like it's not designed to be co op. Yeah, but we play it like my like my wife has like she has played Bellatro along with me, but mm-hmm. that's not intentionally co op. Um. You know, that's she a good example we played the um, Oh, um what was it? Let me pull it up real quick because I did install it while well, you look at it at some point. Home safety hotline oh, did that yeah, together, Yeah. which that's not really a co-op, but it was great to both sit there and look yeah. through that game together and try and figure it out and argue over whether or not it was, you know, termites or whatever and. And she was right, and I will never live that down. It was not termite.
0: <laughs> the The chat, um, is, the chat suggesting Stardy Valley has a bunch of co op stuff. Uh, Baldur's Gate three is kind Baldur's of co Gate Three,
3: she really wanted to play with me, so that's a that's a possibility. Yeah, the new Mario game like a good oh, is uh, co op
2: one. the The classic one of all time for casual catch co op to me is Castle Crashers. Oh yeah, that still is a good game. Like still never something that given the long long-term success of it, you'd figure someone would try to make one just try to dethrone it. Maybe and it's that's like hard to play 12 years old. And I just can't think of anything better for, a, a you know, four player play couch co-op, beat them up fun game. Like it's crazy.
0: Yeah. Uh, Durag and Nat Murphy in the <clears throat> chat have the correct answer. And I can't believe I forgot it. It's it's uh, that it takes two game is so good. So good. And yeah, I've heard a lot co-op. of really good things about that game. I played it with my daughter. We loved, freaking loved that game. That game is special and is the only way to play it is co-op. And so. Well, it takes two. It's, it literally it, I takes two. <laughs> yeah,
4: You I have mean, maybe to they, have
0: two. <laughs> there might be a way to play. Um, I don't think there is, though. I think you have to have at least two of you. And I think the game lets, if, if you already own it, the other person doesn't have to pay to play if it's online. If you're playing Couch, you don't need to worry about it anyway, because it's just it does split screen stuff. That game is just one of the most unique things I ever spent time in. It's so cool. So that's your answer. Uh, right there. Diablo 3 is pretty good for co-op too.
3: You played that game Escape Simulator, right?
0: Uh, I did. And that is also quite good. Um, that just got a bunch of new DLC. That one is hard. Well,
4: hard <laughs> okay. for me.
0: Hard for me because. I'm terrible at escape rooms. I'm really bad. Like real ones, I'm just bad. I don't, I'm not good at yeah. the clues. I don't know why. It's something about, something about it. And it turns out the video game versions of it are also dis- difficult for me. And the game is literally an escape room. They treat it like a real one and it's very good at what it does, but I felt like I just didn't know what I was doing. But that, you know, again, mileage may vary. You may really enjoy it. Um. Yeah. Shredder's Revenge. Awesome. If you like retro stuff uh escape academy is pretty good oh yeah we
3: had a good time with shredder's revenge that was pretty short but we had fun with it yeah
0: there's a lot more than i'm thinking of but it takes two is a no-brainer and it's on game pass and it's also on switch so grab it i think it's on switch i say that now i don't know i may have made that You'd even
3: just do um you'd even just do minecraft or something like that no Uh, no, nothing wrong with that no nothing wrong with minecraft Minecraft.
0: yeah oh it takes two is on switch no brainer get it 19 bucks no brainer play that game on your couch split your controller in half you're good
2: Oh,
3: I'll mention games like Overcooked too, but I'll tell you that's like a pathway to
0: divorce. So
4: yep.
3: I'll men- I'll mention it, but like nothing makes me so mad at my family than playing Overcooked.
0: No, that's the idea of that game is to make you mad at everybody, but it is not good for family relations.
3: <laughs> no, you get mad at everyone.
0: If you look, have a party, people are drunk. Play that way. Do not play people you love in that game. Cause you will be mad. <laughs> yep.
3: You don't want to be a part of it, no.
0: And I still say, for competitive couch stuff, there's absolutely nothing quite like, still to this day, than Towerfall. Um, not to be confused with Titanfall. Towerfall is this 2D pixelated thing uh, debuted on the Ouya of all things, but then very quickly mm. became popular on PlayStation and then PC, and it's on everything now. That is still just so much freaking single screen up to four people, I think, uh, competitive. It's like duck game, but for, you know, everyone else, I guess duck Game's another good one, but anyway, there's, there's some really good games like that. Um, there's a game called something, not boomerang, something meringue or Booma. shit. You shoot, you're, you're basically a bunch of food items throwing boomerangs at each other. <laughs> Cannot remember the name, but I love it. Love that game. It's so good. It's on steam. Unfortunately, that one does not have online, or else I'd make these guys play it. It's so good, but that doesn't do online. It's only couch. Mm-hmm. Anyway, oh yeah, and the Jackbox games, another good one. Great recommendation. Yeah,
3: not great for just two people for a date night, but if you got more than
0: that, it's yeah. really good. Yeah, Bomberman will piss you off. Jerry says Bomberman. I love Bomberman, but again, recipe for divorce. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, Kim and the only time Kim and I have ever fought, not fought, but gotten irritated with each other, really, in any meaningful way is when we were playing Bust a Move. And it was competitive. Yeah,
3: that's what did it.
0: Yeah, she got so pissed. Did you ever play Overcooked together? No, there's no way I'll do it. I played that with my kids and we all got everybody there got mad at each other. I'm like, imagine what Kim would do. This would be terrible. We're not doing this. Yeah, no way. Little Big Planet. eh, It's all right. Bubble Bobble NES is pretty good. DDR, sure. These are all good ideas. But if you want to just be on that couch doing shit, it takes two. That's my recommendation. No mashup this week. Uh hard at work on a new one. But we have three bangers, so you know, let Jamie yeah, we've do done his some work. Pretty
2: good ones. We've been showered with excellent mashups.
0: That is true. So what we'll do instead is tell you about some new uh some new folks who joined us on Patreon this week. Love these names. Mr. Zip. He joined us.
2: Oh shit.
0: Yep. Uh, that sounds like a fun co-op game mr zip on the couch mr zip uh, let's play mr zip here's my zipper now undo my oh, that's not <laughs> it. very different game mr so zip tiny yep. elf we, what so go ahead bo sorry i
2: was just saying i feel like if we explain it we might get in <laughs> trouble and if we just leave the yeah we just yeah, leave that one the, there yeah we'll just yeah.
3: do the stinger for mr zip <laughs> and then you just imagine whatever game you want right there
2: yeah you guys it'll
0: be in your head not ours Anyway, Mr. Zip, Tiny Elf, who else? Jared the Wizard, W-Y-Z-Z-R-D, love it. Oh,
2: we got wizards the the Wizard. Wizard,
0: uh, Kaladin Stormies, Sam Dunn, and Tell, T-E-L-L,
2: that's the name. That's all we got Welcome. for Welcome. Welcome to the best club on the internet. It's the
0: best club on the internet. You'll never get commercials. You get pre-show content every week. You'll get monthly bonus host shows, which, wait, but monthly bonus host shows. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. John just yeah, did one. Right. It's up there. I just did one. Yeah. Uh, go listen to it. It's real good. And uh, now I think it is my turn next. So, right? I think, I think it's
2: my turn in March. I think it's I your turn. I think it's your turn. Yeah. I did December and January. Uh, John did February's. February. February. <laughs> February. February. There's always that R after the B that I'm like, you have to make sure to pronounce that February. It's a pain Not in the feb- ass.
0: I worked with a
2: guy
3: that we would literally call on the phone to hear him say February the way he said it. <laughs> really? It made us laugh, <laughs> it's just, it's and I can't, I can't even impersonate it, which is why we called him on the phone. And we would do, we were such asses about it because it was me and my coworker, and we call him up and we go, "Hey, um, do you have a birth date for this person?" And we would pick somebody that had a February birth date just so he would have to say it because he would just be he'd just say something like. February, February, and February. it just sounded so funny to us. We just sit there and laugh, and we go, "Thanks, bye." Hang up the phone.
0: Yeah, it's like my dad's nuclear. Yeah, he'd say nuclear. that. and I Gold. and I had a tendency to do it because he said it that way. So I had to teach myself to say the two words, "new" and "clear." So if you say those nuclear. together, "nuclear," you're good. Yeah, nuclear. Yep. Yeah, clear. That's how I'll never screw that up again. Anyway, clear. Uh, these are just small. Oh, art in the mail. I send art out in the mail. It's pretty great. That is always video game related, too, as well. You want to collect them all? Well, you got to be a part of the club. Hop on over to patreon.com slash core show. Yeah, core show. <laughs> patreon.com slash core show is where you're going to want to go. And for all other things, you can find it at frogpants.com slash core. Now, we have a little tradition here where this old lady tells us what games we played. We call her Grandma. And Grandma, here's the mic. You tell us what we played this week so people can know and go buy these games.
3: I know it's pretty hard to listen to a a four-and-a-half-hour podcast and remember every little detail they talked about. But they sounded excited, and you're excited, and gosh dang it, you got money burning a hole in your pocket. You should be saving it, but I'll tell you the games, they said. They talked about Helldivers 2. That's going to be a frequent one. They talked about Bellatro. That was the card game that they played. It's cards. It's (laughs) poker. When when Bo got mad about poker, and you remember that part, we were talking about (laughs) Bellatro. Scott played Regency Solitaire 2. That was the card game where Bo was not angry. So... If you don't remember Bo Anger, it's Regency Solitaire 2. Tales of Arise is the JRPG that Scott played and liked.
4: Yeah. He also
3: played No Man's Sky and Assassin's Creed Black Flag. Mm. John played Dark Forces Remaster, Pacific Drive, and Deep Rock Galactic Survivor. Yeah. Bo talked about Last Epoch. Really, he talked about the pain he, de- <laughs> he deals with by being a person who got his name on a statue and... <laughs> And now has to be asked every day what he thinks about every new ARPG like he's some sort of an expert. (laughs) When really, he's just somebody who wanted his name underneath Lilith. And don't we all? But anyway, he played Last Epoch and uh, more WoW Season of Discovery.
0: There you go. Well done, Grandma. I think you summed it up pretty well. If any of that sounds good to you, go play those games. Come back next week for another show. We hope to see you all then. Until then, bye. Get more at frogpants.com. How's
1: this for an answer? Go to hell!
5: Hey, core crew. This is Chan from Denver. Um, I was just listening to the last episode, and uh, Bo was talking about not being able to get into Balatro uh, because it's a point-based game. He's um, not really into that. I mean, I thought that was really uh, interesting because that's sort of the reason why I uh, was hesitant to get into Slay the Spire, um, which y'all were comparing Balatro to, and it was just because it was a card game, and I... I was like, cards? Like, why, why is it, has it gotta be cards? Like, it could just be attacks, you know? It's, it feels like a sort of JRPG already. Why are there cards? And then you understand, like, oh, you gotta, it's the shuffling and the cards and the, you know, it, it all makes sense in the end. Uh, but yeah, I guess, um, I'd like to hear, um, what y'all, what other games y'all, uh, just were not really into or maybe tried and actually ended up liking, uh, just, based on the the concept and, and the aesthetic. All right, thanks.